for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Blap chat. What's going on? What up, though? We Epis- here. Episode 30. Big 3 0, baby. The big 3 0. The big 3 0. We out here. Wow. 30 episodes deep. Can you believe how fast that went? Yeah, it did go by very quickly. I love it. We do it every week, so. Yeah. Right. You know? When we get to 100, that'll be the day. I see big tings. Big tings. Big tings, man. So we are here at Blab Chat. We're all, we're we're here. Atlas the Plug is here. Yes, sir. Glam. What up? Perfection. I'm here. Yep, yep. Um, Shout shout to our, our, our brand new partnership with dinnerland man like dinnerland yeah, in the building yeah, yeah yeah my man shake over here killing shake. it um, holding it down no, visuals man you know because you want to you want to just like match the face to the voice and uh we're gonna get more video content going so shout to dinnerland shout to a king um for partnering with us on that so you guys will get more of that but uh yeah welcome to episode 30 man um this is uh blap chat yes. all music production uh Get together conversation. Yeah, we always change it. It's a podcast. To get together, it's a talk show. Radio, whatever the fuck, who cares? Get together. But uh, we we we. It's good shit. Yeah, it's good shit. Oh, I like that. You know basically, what, that maybe that's what it is going forward. It's, it's good like shit. good yo, shit. It's just Welcome good to shit. the good shit show. But uh, <laughs> good shit show. <laughs> oh, it's always like a good shit show. Yeah, it is. It's a good shit show. Yeah, but you know, we uh, on a more serious note. Yeah, we talk about music production and everything mm. that involves that. You know, the business, the how to how to grind. How to network, or what are things based off of our experience and what we have uh, seen? Uh, what are things that work and what don't? You know, and, and the industry is tough. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to be a producer. It's hard to be a music creator. Period. It's brutal out there. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. Yes. Um, but a lot of the shit we talk about, I feel like, um, kind of goes back to like the same concepts. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just gotta be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. That's and it. patient. Yeah, patient. So, don't um, be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. So you know, shout to shout to Double um, XL Hip Hop Channel over at Dash Radio, Dash for, Radio. for hosting us. Um, if you guys are not um, subscribed on iTunes, make sure you go to iTunes, um, go to your podcast app, and uh, subscribe to Blap Chat B L A P C H A T, and follow us on social media. Right, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, the whole thing. It's Blap Chat. Blapchat.com. Correct. Uh, correct. Um, so this was a great week. Who are you? This was yeah. That character is scary. Yes. Coming to the stage. That guy. I don't like that guy. Yes. We need a name for that dude. We need a name for this man right yeah. here. Yeah. I say Earl. 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 No, I don't yes, like just that. so he could say it like that. Oh, Earl. What kind of name is Earl? Earl. Ooh. Earl, go away, Earl. I hate. <laughs> Go to your oh, room, Earl. Earl. Go to your room, Earl. <laughs> Earl. You guys are my new friends. <laughs> 
you do that pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's you almost kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, it's it my is. it's my alter ego. Yeah, yeah it's not know? weird at all. Um, yeah, it's just it's you know sometimes we chat. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A um, lot of cool shit this week. Kendrick album came out. Ooh, Damn, Mundo. Mundo. We're gonna do a theme song for that. Yeah. We're gonna Mundo needs that a theme shit. song. So Mundo I have two need, alter egos. Mundo I got Mundo and I got Hero. Mundo, you have to make the beat. Mundo, though. you gotta make gotta, the beat for yeah, the Mundo, Mundo theme the song. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna have his people. I'm gonna reach out to his people. Please. Um, so yeah, Kendrick album's out. It's great. Yeah. Um, shout to shout to all the uh, contributors to the album. It's only been a couple days. Yeah. Or one day. One day. One day. It hasn't even been 24 hours. Hasn't even been 24 hours. <laughs> right. And the verdict is out. People have their opinions on yeah. it. Um, I gave it a once through. Um, I'm I'm loving it so yeah. far. You know what I mean? Like, production is great. Yeah. Yep. There's moments on there. He's, like, really creative on there. Mm-hmm. The beats are, are hard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more other beats that I like more than others. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a really good and project. it's different from what he did on his last album. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Like, I listened to it once, and I was like, okay, he definitely has something here. Yeah. And for me, it takes a while to kind of, like, I can get it quick when I'm like, okay, that's a, this is going to be a good album. Like, yeah. there's a couple songs that work. A couple have to kind of grow on me, but I like the direction. It, yep. I just need to keep listening to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But hearing this one, like, one time through, I was like, okay, I definitely like this one better than the last album. Yeah. Mm. And it's... I think it's going to work. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, there's rumors that he might drop another, another one. Another, I heard about that. But by the time you guys hear this, he either did or didn't. Yeah. Right. Because it's supposed to happen in a couple of days, but we'll see. Um, but that's good news because mm-hmm. it's good music, you know? Yeah. Um, so far, my favorite joint is Duck, Duckworth. Yeah. Mm. My man, Ninth Wonder, Crazy. killed it. Oh, my God. Uh, and I the lo- story on there. Is I love just- it. The beat changes, everything, mm-hmm. you know? So um, shout to Kendrick, man. Shout to the whole squad. TDE, <laughs> Punch, mm-hmm. and Top Dog, and everyone involved with that album. Yeah. Really, really great album. Man. Really dope. What, what? I'd, I'd love to see Kendrick just go at Drake. Yeah, yeah the two of them just go been at talking it. about this. I have because I really, you know, Talk just, to him. just just for the culture, like no beef, and like no, it's not even a real beef. Just for the culture, you know, Drake's a smart guy. Yep. Listen, is he gonna out out rap Kendrick? No. You know, but he's really know. smart, and you know, I think those two going at it would just be great, just for, just for yeah. the culture. You know, it's weird, It'd be fun. I, I think it's a it's a cool conversation because I feel like they're two completely different yeah. types of rappers. Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Two different rappers, mm-hmm. two different styles, but it both works. Yeah, yeah. you know, people have their own opinions. People mm-hmm. like want to see a lyricist more than mm-hmm. anything, so they'll go for Kendrick versus right. other people. Mm-hmm. You know, would say Drake is this, Drake's that. Right. But I think it'll be a good, like, it's yeah. good competition. Yeah. 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 It just gives it for good music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, Drake's really talented. So, I mean, he'd find some, something, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? He'd yeah. figure out a way. But he everybody knows man. lyrically, just can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. like bar for bar, yeah, I think bar Kendrick will bar. take it. But wittiness and just like, Kendrick's a smart guy, yeah, too. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. But right. Drake is... This is Drake. He's a powerhouse, you know? Well, so. they, powerhouse. And they rap differently. Like, Kendrick mm-hmm. rap is, like, more, like, right. uh, mystical and, exactly. I would say, like, poetic and mm-hmm. prophetic where, like, Drake says really, like, direct things where, yep. like, it's, like, relatable, like, in life, but still, like, really mm-hmm. generalized mm-hmm. in a way where it's like, oh, that's 
very relatable. Right. But it's like not like he don't talk about like the moon and the stars and shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, he can, he's capable of. He's capable of it, but it's just but not his. I don't feel like it's his lane. Like, it's not be his thing. Weird. Like yeah. if he was like singing. Like I think that's why him and Pharrell haven't like really done anything yet. Right. Because it's like Pharrell's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I've always thought I'm like, where's that at? Like, that might work. That might. That might they need, I would love to see major. it. I would love, to, love see it too. to see it, but it hasn't yeah. happened just yet. Yeah. Maybe speaking time. speaking of Pharrell, speaking of Pharrell, so a couple oh, yeah. days ago, oh, I know where um, you're going with this. Just Just Blaze yeah. sent out a oh my tweet. God, I saw that. Shit. I just got off the oh phone. Oh my god! Just got off the phone with yeah. Timberland, and he said he's down to do a battle, What's Timberland versus oh Pharrell. God. Do you oh know where god. that's now, gonna be oh at? That, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna find out. Please do. I should, I should, I'll hit him. But I will uh, lose my mind. Yeah, it basically that is a crazy, crazy conversation yeah. slash mm-hmm. debate because those guys to me are are just pound for pound, like yeah. two of the best. And like, so how do you, how do you even like judge that on that type of platform? Right. You know, like, you know, what happens when Timbaland drops, you know, a classic Missy record, and then like. Pharrell drops fucking fronting for Jay Z. Like, right. I think timing has a lot to do with it too. Because yeah. if you guys remember the Swiss Beats versus uh, Just Blaze battle, it was all timing. Yeah. Like in my opinion, I feel like Just like let off the the the, the hits too early, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and Swiss just like outlasted them. You yeah. know what I mean? Pause. I think so. they were also in the different like they were in different spaces right. with mm-hmm. what they were playing. You know what I mean? So who wins this battle? Which one? The Swiss one? No. Pharrell, oh, this one? Pharrell, Pharrell and, uh, and Timbo. Like, who wins I don't that? know. Oh I don't think God. anyone. That's going to be a fun battle. That's going to be the best battle ever because <laughs> they just have. I mean, it's it's mainly a good battle because they're both from Virginia. Right. So it's like there's that like small. I feel like they probably always had that little small competition. Absolutely. Within each other. Right. Because like I didn't really hear about them collabing on too many projects together at the same time like yeah. maybe until like maybe uh holy girl or something right. but i heard timbo say something like he used he's used to like doing projects like he's used to just doing projects like he right. don't like to just like submit a track or yep. two you know what i'm saying he yep. likes the whole experience where i feel like if that might be the difference between the two or for us like yeah I'll, y'all throw your beat yeah. you know what i'm saying like right. yeah. if i had to pick i'm going with timbo if Timbo, you have to pay, uh, I'm going with Timbo. Timbo has the knock, this and I'll I tell you why. Yep, and Timbo also remember, Timbo, Tim, Timbo, his whole career, it's been Dolo, right? Yeah. True, it's always been Timbo. Yeah. yeah, but he's also yeah, but okay, I mean, listen, yeah, he had so a little squad, right. you know, he had a squad, but it was yeah. always a differentiate where, but like, he wasn't in like a group, Pharrell didn't have any RD, right? You know and then you know exactly, then he went. I'm a person who loves chords, like, right? I love chord progression and like Pharrell has knock too. Oh no, for listen, no, this no, is no, not no, easy no, for me to pick. I don't know what I love them both. I don't know if I, I don't know very what direction it will go. I can't yeah, pick I can't. because I can't they're both like, like I'm think going of the with two. Timbo. Think what's what's the hardest Timbo beat? Everybody, what's the hardest I mean, Timbo too beat? Too many to name. But name one right now. Dirt off your shoulders was fucking. Dirt off your shoulders, crazy. Um, it was a beat, man. If you want to go, if you want to go real deep, the fucking the shit that was on the album with Magoo. There was a beat on there that's crazy. Indian flute. One of the one of those joints. I forget. It was a Magoo name. record. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a Magoo. Re- uh, actually, it was a Magoo record. Yeah, that beat is hard. Like the guy has just his catalog. So I just trying to think of the hardest Timbo. Timbo and then the hardest Pharrell. 
that just at the, so artist, many, at the though. moment. Yeah, right, just right. at the You at know, the I like Aaliyah. Aaliyah's shit that he did. You know yeah. what I mean? One in a like million. When I, when I look, One in a when million. I, when oh, I go back God. and listen to her stuff, like, that shit still They not, both had just, like, works. classics, too, because he had SWV on the low, yeah. too, yep. at the time. So it's like, you got to consider that. Like, they mm-hmm. was making music yep. at the same time. But then like, what happens when Pharrell drops Happy? You know, like, does right. that does that get a reaction? There's that different. No, it doesn't have the same reaction because it's a, when it's generalized like that and, yeah. like, to us, he's, like, a person who's, like, a contributor to, like, culture. Right. So it's, like, that was, a. I mean, it was ha- it was amazing. I think it was, like, a great concept. But, right. of course, musically or sonically, like, I can appreciate the arrangement and what he's saying, but, like, wasn't my favorite. Was, no, yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. It's probably not his favorite, but because of the connection it made with everyone. Right. I think that's the difference where, like, Timbo hasn't, like, really touched just yet. Like, I he got the that. soundtrack. Right. He got the soundtracks on, like, he can do his, his shit, like, as far as composition, but he hasn't did the, like, producer connection, because Pharrell's not just a producer. Right. right. Who, Pharrell right. hasn't or Tim? Tim hasn't. Tim, what? I'm saying, as what, far as... with Justin Timberlake, and he did his whole happy. freaking oh, project and all that? Timberlake. I'm talking about, about Happy, that. though. He took an yeah, artist like a happy and was level. like, oh, yeah, Happy Record? Yeah, no, no, he yeah. hasn't done that. Yeah, Timbo doesn't have a Happy no, level. No, he doesn't. I would agree with that. Because yeah. Pharrell is an artist as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? So that's the difference. You're right. Yeah. And we can't, we can't count out Chad Hugo. Oh, no. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> he's sure. a beast, too. No. Not only because yeah. he's my Filipino brother. <laughs> right, I was going to say, cousin. of course, he's talking about you know? Chad. Because, you know, Virginia Beach got, got my, my, all my people. Yeah. Are, they like the beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Out there. They need this uh, water and, and sand, you know, but uh, closest thing they're going to get to an island. But um, yeah. my man yeah. Chad is a beast. Yeah. And yeah, he, listen, when it was Neptunes, he has he contributed. He was, he was, sure. he was yeah. the one that was actually and making hits, those beats. Yeah. The sax. I mean? yeah. People don't know. He's the one to play in the saxophone. There you know it is. Saying? See, for that reason, though, that's why I give it to Timbo. Because it's so close and they're both so, so, so freaking mm, amazing. So right. Collaborative, so collaborative to me because uh, Pharrell started in a group and that's kind of how we did it where Timbo was like it was just Timbo just for, you know like right. you just knew Timbo mm. so just for that reason and, and again I love Pharrell but for that reason right. alone I have to give it to Timbaland mm. right right. I want to see this shit that's all yeah we'll get it back in I'm a, I'm, I'll hit up yeah, Just please do I, got, I gotta yeah. be we, there we're, we're like, still gonna we get Just to, on a show too yeah. 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 Right definitely need Just up here we might have to do like a little blab chat like Live, yeah. like, an, like, what, what do they call it? Like, um, play, play for play, commentary, yeah. play like, for play. Like yeah, battle, how battle rap have like. Yeah, we'll like do that. I'll hit after. up just yes. about that. We could do a little That'd play be by fun. commentary. Hella dope on the side. That'd yeah. be super fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love the beat. Making moves, shit. no, yeah. that shit. Making the yeah. moves, making the moves. I've never been in one. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be in one, but when I'm ready, I feel like I gotta train. Just don't yeah. pay for it. You gotta uh, train. It's a whole different animal, yeah. especially if you have hits. Listen, talking about that, if you're gonna be in a beat battle, don't pay for it. That's my opinion. Copy. Sorry. True. I mean, Sorry I never would. I've never been the right. to pay for right. pay to play, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you're just, just gonna rock, for rock any out. upcoming anything paying to play just be selective because i've done hella shows that like did nothing for me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. did not pay 50 dollars. Yeah, make sure like, you really make make sure that it's, it's legit beneficial. if you're gonna pay if you're gonna yeah. pay to play it think of it as marketing dollars like you're yeah. just marketing yourself is, but make sure so it's on like things. a good like Something if it's a crazy valuable. headlining tour right. 
and you got to pay to play, eh, it might be worth right, it. it. You know what I'm saying? But true. if it's just like the just local beat battle that seems and all that, valuable. Yeah, yeah. Everything ain't good. Everything ain't good. Doesn't have to be something huge. It can be like the smallest effort, but it has to be something that's actually gonna, you know, make something that'll contribute. Yeah, because some people just sign up for anything. That's true. Because they hear an A and R is gonna be there or someone. Yeah, but again, on the flip side though, when you're an upcoming producer and you've never done anything like that, you gotta start somewhere. You know, so you're gonna do the local beat battle. You're gonna do the showcase and go here, go there. So I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in the middle with it. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I know, I feel like there's benefits to it, but then again, you have to start somewhere. But I think you get to the point where you realize, like, okay, maybe I should do something different now. You know, so. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm that? gonna just keep my mouth shut. And then I don't want to lose, <laughs> oh, lose, lose oh, any oh, friends. I see what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lose any friends because yeah. like I I really feel harshly about this pay to play thing. And, and yeah, for me, I don't think a kid you know paying you know hundreds of dollars to play you know three, four, five, six records for industry people. So how just do you whack. Think, how do you think it should go? Do you think they should? I think just, I think like, you should a, groom. You should find the talent and put them on the stage, just like yo. We do that with eighty twenty. Yeah. yeah. You know we don't we don't charge these kids to come up here. Like I find them, Ilman finds them. You know they come to us. We scout them out. And if we're dope and you're young and you're up and coming, then we'll put you on an eighty twenty party. Right. You know because just because we fuck with you, and then Ilman will come out right after you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we don't charge. Yeah, it's and, just a different. It's and, a different model. And and you get a few drink yeah. tickets and like you know what I'm saying and like yeah. and guest passes and like yeah. You know, I don't know. That's just but how even, I feel but about even it. With the know? beat battle, like if they're not gonna pay to play, they maybe should just have like uh, a group of people send in some music, and then they like narrow the list down to like the. No, that's 10. what I'm saying. Right. Scout them. Scout, scout them. Yeah. yeah, it's like same thing we do. We do yeah. the same thing. We scout them either in person, through friends, through shows, through internet. But some of those, what I think what Alice is saying is, some of those beat battles don't scout. Right. It'll just be okay. like if you got yeah. the money. Yeah, if you got the That's money, you pay. Boom, you come you're up, good. We'll take right. you. So you'll and then it ends up being trash. No problem. Right. Yeah. Listen, right. the money's good. So financially, kudos. Right. right. You know, and like I respect the hustle. Believe me, I'm not. You know, make your money, boo boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, it's almost you're almost raping these little kids, man. You oh know? God, right. they're raping true. these. They have a dream, and they're like, oh, you know, and it's like. And then as they get older, producers will kind of steer away from that because they see it for what it is. Like, oh, when I was coming up, I did that. We all did it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, but like, when you reach a certain level, you're like, ah, oh, nah, I can't. I'm right. good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You like, reach a point. Unless they're flying me in. Yeah. You know, paying for my right. room and board. Right. Exactly. Okay, then you know we might have yeah. to talk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, th- I think I think what it comes down to, in my opinion, is just like finding a balance for yourself with it because I don't entirely oppose the idea of okay well no one ever gave me a shot and i can kind of buy my way in right to at least have like a few ears on my music that part i understand but if you continue to do that and there's no progress and you're spending all this money Mm -hmm. on (coughs) excuse me doing this thing then i think you got to reach a point where you're like man am i investing in the right yeah. is it going thing? anywhere yeah. this is going anywhere I think it's about yeah, yeah. being selective like you have yeah. to be selective because it's like it's not like there's things out there that are completely bad there are good yeah. platforms that that's true if yeah. you do want to you know spend that dollar 
just it's like just about working smart because right. I've mm-hmm. done like I said I've done hella shit like even like just recently paid for something just to do it yeah. and I saw how it was ran and it was like the worst thing oh. ever yeah. ever yeah. it was just like dang they just yeah. let anybody who had a dollar I'm so glad like, you said that, that. Yeah. but it's like you know it's it's a learning experience sometimes yep. um, you know with, with smaller things like that but like you got to look at it as investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to yeah. invest into things that aren't going to give you the best outcome. It's just about working smarter after that. Right. And kind of like what Il said is like seeing what where you're at with it. Because right. like, for instance, you know, like the pay to play, whatever, like, you know, everyone has their own opinion to it. But again, certain things you do have to pay for. So if it if you don't get anything out of it, you have to look at the other side of it as like, what are you doing? You know, right. not like not why aren't these people mm-hmm. choosing me? It's like, why? What? What's the reason that they're not? What reason right. are you giving them that they're not choosing you to, you know, win the battle True. or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to where you feel like okay, this was beneficial. Right. Yeah. You gotta. That's you know, true. I think work on your music. I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. Pay. Listen, there's certain times where you pay to play and be smart and get on that show. Yeah. Right. And right. network like hell and get all those contacts. And hopefully you kill it enough on that show where people they're going to be calling you for other right. stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's but if you keep funny. paying and you're paying to play and paying to play and you're paying to play and it's four, five, six, seven, ten times, you you might want to reevaluate yeah, right. after yeah. the second time. Have that you know? confidence yeah. though, like to know, like, all right, if I do this right now, like, am I prepared? Because it's, yep. that's yeah. a big part of it too. Like, right. if you just keep doing it several times and you get the same result, you got to figure out, yeah. okay, what am I not doing? That's what that's I'm like saying. The main yeah. right. What, like, what she was saying, like, on. what am I needing? Exactly. Pre- preparation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're just popping yeah. up at the same party. Yeah, maybe it's something I need to thing. change. There's something yep. you need yeah. to switch up. Also, too, I think at the end of the day, regardless of how these beat battles and all these things and are formatted i think really at the end of the day it's really not even about winning i think really the value that you get is the networking part like atlas said like meeting you might run into someone that you know may have liked your music and maybe that person has the ability to push the button on certain things whether they're an a&r or like an artist manager and then from there you made a connect so that was like money well spent you know but i I agree with that it's ultimately you're paying for the exposure whether or not you get the ending result of it or not i mean like wasn't that seven that we talked to that did the beat battle yeah seven thomas yeah Yeah. wonder was hosting and he didn't even win so it wasn't even about winning it was just the fact that he caught the attention at the right time exactly exactly and six met logic from a beat battle where logic just rapped on it they do an intermissions with raps Mm. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you never really know. And again, like like we always say, it's about showing up. Yeah. You know, and about choosing the right things, like you said. Like you because go. if it's a beat battle that Boy Wonders there, hey, like take you your probably want to go. You yeah, should, yeah, you, you, might, you might want to pay. You know, want to pay. Joe from down the block. But if it's a beat battle, if it's a beat <laughs> battle where you know you're you're paying you know five hundred dollars to enter, and then the grand prize is like um, you know uh, a keyboard. Then, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if that or a meeting with you a got yeah. I think so. This is my this is my message to all the music upcoming producers oh, that are looking into. You're a terrible person that are though. looking into you know entering some of these battles. Show up, number yeah. one. Show yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. But before you even show up, try to do your research and find out everything about yeah. what's going on. What's who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? What's who's battling? What's the format? Mm-hmm. Who started this battle? Right. What's that person about? Yeah. What's their agenda? Who's mm-hmm. going to be there? Like, I think the most important thing is, is it beneficial for me to show up? Right. You know, it's the same thing when it's like you find out there's like a show 
let's say just like a J. Cole show or something, and then there's like some kind of after party. Obviously, it's a shot in the dark, but if you were to go and say, man, like I always wanted to work with J. Cole, this right. is my chance to like at least be in the same building as him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe you want to take your chance. Yeah. And, you know, there's a high likelihood that you'll, you won't meet him, but it's, you know, it's closer than not going. You yeah. know what I mean? So you just got to take a shot sometimes, I think. Yeah, if uh, Big Sean didn't rap for Kanye and begged him to rap and didn't show up that day, yeah. I mean that's never going to happen to anyone else. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. we're not saying to you do that. Know. You never know. You never know. Exactly, it worked for him. You know, yeah. I mean, if you're talented and you know there's the right person there at the right time, things can magically happen. Yeah. Exactly. You know? But yeah, but then again, you have to be talented. Big Sean is could, very talented. I could see Kendrick doing some shit like that. Right. Yeah, I can see that. There is some random some kid shit. walking up to him and just and him just letting rapping. Him fire yeah. Like, yeah. He does. He does know that shows though. Like he, um, I saw footage of him actually. Like this guy, he brought this guy on stage and he had his band just like play, mm-hmm. and the guy was freestyling. But like, of course, he was just like not the worst. But it was just like I know he was thinking in his head like, oh shit, I'm at this show. I'm yeah. at Kendrick right. show. Kendrick's <laughs> on stage. I'm on his his band. Like, Ooh. oh shit. Yeah. Man, I would have showed the fuck right. out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. That's your one golden yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Well, he man. showed up. I don't know if that was if he wanted to rap, but just the yeah. fact that he got like hey, that shoot your opportunity. Shot. Sometimes exactly. things just happen. Shoot your shot when yeah. you got it. You gotta yeah. shoot your shot, man. Yeah. Yo, I like this because we were It's like dating, we were, you know? It's like it's dating. Oh man, I was going on a rant about that yeah. the other day. But yeah. I, I like it because this is like an extension of the shit we were talking about before with this book <laughs> we were reading. The nine things successful people do differently. Great book, go copy. Yeah, so we, I think we got up to number five, but there's a few here that I really want to talk about because some of this shit is fucking ill. So um, for those who missed it, I think you should go back to episode uh, 28, I believe, mm-hmm. that we are analyzing the nine things successful people do differently. Correct. It's one of our most recent shows, but it's it's mm-hmm. gaining a lot of popularity, and um, it's it's this uh, book that. Uh, was written by Heidi Grant Halverson, and uh, we only got to number five, so I think I want to read a couple more of these because mm. um, this shit is really good. So, let's go. Let's do so, it. So uh, nine things successful people do differently. Number six is uh, have grit, right? So I'll read it. So it says, grit is a willingness to commit to long-term goals and to persist in the face of difficulty. Studies show that gritty people obtain more education in their lifetimes and earn higher college GPAs. Grit predicts which cadets will stick out their first grueling year at West Point. In fact, Grit even predicts how far contestants at the Scripps National Spelling Bee will go. What the fuck is Scripps National Spelling Bee? I don't know. (laughs) The good news is that that if you aren't particularly gritty now, there is something you can do about it. People who lack grit more often than not believe that they just don't have the innate abilities successful people have. If that describes your own thinking, well, there's no way to put this nicely. You are wrong. As I mentioned earlier, effort, planning, persistence, and good strategies are what it really takes to succeed. Embracing this knowledge will not only help you see yourself and your goals more accurately, but also do wonders for your grit. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Grit is very interesting. Grit. So what do you think grit is at, like... Is I'll it, tell is you it, what like I, that, you, is it that thing that listen, thing about grit you? means doing it for free, not making any money, hustling, sleeping on couches, mm-hmm. being homeless, getting out there, whatever the f you need to do to get out right. there. That's grit to me. 
Yeah. Wow. I was going to say savageness. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. What were you saying? I was going to say savageness. So, savageness. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Grit just means you like, just, like, you don't relent. stop. Like, you go. want it. Hungry. Like, you want it. Yeah. You're hungrier. Bad enough. Like, you want it bad. You got to want it bad. Yeah. Like I think Alice, like as I said, you gotta sleep on couches. Yeah. Whatever it takes, man. You gotta, you, you just you gotta, gotta, you gotta eat a couple noodles every night. Yo, yeah. the, if every producer we've interviewed, at least ninety-eight percent of them, all have said the same thing. Yeah. They slept on the couch at the studio. Ben Billions. Ben Billions. Yeah. Um, Cardo. Uh, Cardo. Yeah. A bunch of them, right? Exclusive. 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 Oh man, jeez, it goes on and on. He lost his house. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. To Hurricane Katrina. No Katrina, no all the way up. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. I love that. But at the end of the day, guys, like you gotta be willing to sacrifice whatever it is. Time with your family, money, um, whatever it is. Relationships. Er- relationships. You have to sacrifice something and people are gonna be hate you. They're gonna be mad at you, they're not gonna understand you, they're gonna think something's wrong with you, they're gonna tell you get a job, they're gonna tell you you're you're wasting your life. But if you're talented and you're doing all the things we've been talking about, you will succeed because we're 30 episodes in and every one of them did that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. That's fucking true. And coming to a world where one man. (laughs) Oh, no. One beat. One What's this guy's name again? Fuck. Earl. Earl is my name. I fucking hate you, Earl. You are such a skeeve. According to everybody here. You're a skeeve. (laughs) All right, what's the next one? Earl, does Earl want to read this? No. No. <laughs> I don't even know if Earl knows how to read. <laughs> no, Earl doesn't <laughs> learn how to read. He's just a pervert. Um, number seven, build your willpower muscle. I like that. Mm. Willpower is great. All right, let me read this. A couple sentences. Your self-control muscle is just like the other muscles in your body. When it does try not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, not sorry. that muscle. So anyway, I, anyway, just so keep, keep it going. Messy. God, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Earl, when it doesn't get much exercise, it becomes weaker over time. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, I get. Uh, all right, yeah, all right, all right, some people sorry. are stronger than others, apparently. Um, but when you give it regular workouts by putting it to good use, it will grow stronger and stronger, and a- and better able to help you successfully reach your goals. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Why did Let I me read that one more time. <laughs> why did I What are we talking about Your here, self-control no. muscle oh is just that like is. the other muscles oh in your body. God. <laughs> what kind of show is this, guys? Like just holding yeah. Yeah. Now like, we're now, now we're getting <laughs> this is, very... I, I know the muscle they're talking about. No, we're going that's back why, into the... That's the, what he's talking about. That's so funny. We're going into the thing that this whole show is about here. Relationships. Relationships. This is how you build these relationships. This is how you do it. Listen. <laughs> In the world, to Earl. one muscle. One muscle. Yo. You should read this. Earl should fucking Where read this. Where is it? Let me, let me see. Let me see. Where is it? Read this hilarious. one, Earl. Please read this. <laughs> this so read it from the top, Earl. <laughs> please, please. This is good. Your self-control muscle is just like the other muscles in your body. When it doesn't get much exercise, it becomes weaker over time. But then you get it regular work. <laughs> this is great. We got to do this every episode. Keep going, Earl. But then you give it regular work. Workouts, by putting it in good use, it will grow stronger and stronger. <laughs> and better able to help you successfully reach your goals. To build willpower, take on a challenge that requires you to do something you'd honestly rather not do. Give up high-fat snacks. Do 100 sit-ups a day. Stand up straight when you catch yourself slouching. 
Try to turn on a new skill when you find yourself wanting to learn more. This is Earl from Black Chat. Thank you very much. Thank you, Earl. Why'd you have to yes. read it? Earl, you're the best. <laughs> With the slow jam. Yeah. You're the best. This is my sexy wow. voice. So I think basically what this is saying is that if you're a music producer, you're weak because most music producers uh, don't get any ass. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, well the, we have two females here, so maybe it's different for no, them. No, I'm talking about males. You know, yeah, I'm talking right. about males. Right. Because I'm sure their DMs is lit. Willpower. You know. Yeah. Well. Start with just one. It says, <laughs> look, it says start right. with just one activity and make a plan for how you will deal with troubles when they occur. <laughs> oh yeah, start with no one. multi. Don't 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 get ahead of yourself. But no, on a serious note though, um, if you're not getting any ass, go go meet someone. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? Go, go out, out. Go out. Sign up to something. Sign up to something. Yeah, there's a website. What do you guys think of that, by the way? I think Just it's great. Really quick, like the, like the online shit? Like go to Bumble. What are they? There's Bumble. Getting you know booty online? Christian I mean, Mingle. I, I don't really... <laughs> Christian I don't, Mingle. Okay, I don't really Black one. Planet. Black yeah. Planet. I don't know. I don't really partake, but I heard this. I heard it works. I heard it works for people. It works for people. Yeah. I've heard some strange... I think for females... connections. I think because you guys are females and you're attractive females and... You know, you're the homies. It's all love. Very pretty. Yeah. It's different for you guys, you know? No. Uh-huh. For you girls, you know? Yeah. You can just walk down the street and it's, it's popping. Right. That's what I'm... Eh. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yes I, not down no. the street, yeah, but yes yeah. I no. feel like... No, but I just mean when is, you're out in public, I'm sure you get catcalled. If you have a social life, it's, right. yeah. it's easier to... Not easy, but to meet someone. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm sociable to where I can meet someone that I'm interested exactly. in. Instead right, yeah. of like I don't necessarily need to a like, site or an app. Yeah. I feel like it's for people who's more so busy who don't like to go out. That's true. Well, also just want booty. That's well, true. that's yeah. why. I ain't mad at that, girl. Hey, listen. Yeah. But that's why. Hey, get your booty. The ma- do it, boo-boo. But that's why, <laughs> boo-boo. that's why the majority of people subscribe to these dating websites are dudes. Right. That's true. Girls True. do too, though. But no, listen, girls. Do. Listen, listen. It's shit. like a sixty forty split. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Girls sure. need loving. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. guys, I, I ain't walking down the street and cackling at me. Yeah. You, y'all walk down the street. You can get four numbers in like in like two yeah. minutes if you really wanted to. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad we're paralleling this with uh, lack of sex life for most music producers. Um, I'm not in that boat, obviously. <laughs> but. Um, Build your willpower muscle. <laughs> I love that, but but oh, but I like this because I think yeah. what the the book is trying to say is like, you know, it's like any other muscle. Like you know, when you do curls, yeah. like your bicep grows, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I think what they're trying to say is like with the brain and like um, different ways you approach certain things, like on a mental. That's what I'm interpreting, mm-hmm. like on a mental, uh, um, you know, level. So like if you're you know if you have willpower in yourself and you're like confident in yourself like there's actually a muscle in your brain that'll develop your confidence muscle right. you know and then you and then all of a sudden you're just like it becomes habitual right. so I believe that because think about it the brain is actually one big muscle isn't it mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so you got to work that I, shit when out. I hear no you know and all jokes aside we're just having fun here guys but like when I hear word power power muscle uh, I think. Um, Eggplant. No, I'm kidding. I think... Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eggplant. No, no. No, no. But I think about like the whole willpower thing is not taking no for an answer. And also, like, you know, as a producer, you're going to hear no a lot. As an artist, you're going to hear no a lot. As, yeah. as someone who's an entrepreneur, you're going to hear no yeah. a lot. Yep. And you have to have the willpower enough to be like, no, man, I see this vision, you know? Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, and like... And, 
any artist who's big now or a producer or entrepreneur or whoever, they had a vision in their head. Yep. Not everyone else saw it, but they saw it. Yep. And they were, you know, hard headed and, you know, and they just built a team around them and they had the willpower to actually execute the vision that they had in their head that nobody saw from the beginning. And they said they were crazy. So that's what I hear when I hear willpower. That's that's what that reminds me of. That's true. Yeah. What do you guys I think? Agree. Will of willpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Same interpretation. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I yeah. mean, it's the same thing with like just like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Just like going to the gym, you know, it's like you got to get up, you got to get there, but it's a mental process, you know, so it's like, it's the same thing. You got to be persistent, even though there's going to be days where you do not want to fucking get up and go and get up early. It's about training your mind and conditioning yourself to like better habits. And usually, well, usually when you even start with fitness, everything else kind of falls into place once you incorporate that in your life because it scientifically like. Makes yeah. you feel good. So then you're and like, oh, I feel great. It's something about yeah. how it doesn't only work on your physical, but it works on your it's mental It's all mental. Also. Yeah. Because you'll literally be like, oh, damn, I've, I woke up. I went to the gym. Damn, I want to drink some water. I want to have a good yeah. breakfast. Yep. Damn, yeah. I want to make sure I get this done. Yeah. It's just like, it's like a never ending, like. Pandora's yeah. box of positive well, even things. Even when I'm in the gym, I'm just like focused. Yeah, focused. And I'm just I be like, hyped as fuck. Yeah, yeah while I'm working out, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking yeah. of things I need to do, things mm-hmm. I can do better. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. things I'm slacking on. You know, and, yeah. and it gives Word. me like motivation. Word. You know, yeah. to be like, all right, same. I'm good. Yeah. I'm so what? So it's like, why not apply those same concepts exactly. to like yeah. your craft? Yes. Like making beats every day, writing every day. You know, like. Getting into the habit of like being able to conversate with strangers and right. get to know them, mm-hmm. like those are habitual things. I Smiling feel. at people, looking yeah, them in the eye. In the eye. Yep. Yo, try this one day. Walk down the street for shits and giggles. Walk down the street and smile yeah. at like two random people just to see what happens. Yo. You know energy. what I would say? Yeah. Turning off your phone. Yeah. Put your phone down. Or like putting it down. Put the phone down. Because you believe how much that kind of like affects everything else that you're doing. Absolutely. 100%. Like people pay so much attention to their phone. Absolutely. 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 Today's episode 30. A nice, I like that round number. Big three zero. Big three zero. Um, It just looks nice too. It looks very nice. nice. Um, We have a very, very, very. Oh my God. Special, extra special guest The today. best guest here. we've ever had on the show. Here in the basement. Oh, the best. Take all the producers we've ever had, put them all together, combine all their accolades. They don't, they don't even come close to this man. Yeah. And no disrespect. No, all love. They're all the homies. It's, it's, it's a, a, an honor to um, have this gentleman here to join us today on the show. Um, and before I say his name, you know... I, and we're going to get into the history of this, but uh, you just named I the mean, records, and it's, I mean, it's I don't know, we have enough time I to artists. name all the I mean, records. If we were here naming all the records, then we would be here for another hour. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, Easy. this gentleman has pioneered a sound. He's pioneered. Um, he's a big pioneer in R and B, hip hop. Um, he's worked with everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. from partnerships with Jermaine Dupri and and uh, I mean, come on, Usher, mm-hmm. Confessions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, that alone, you know, yeah. so, uh, you know, we're going to get into the discography. We're going to get into the story. Uh, we're going to get into the whole the whole um, thing from the beginning. And uh, we want to give a nice, 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 warm round of applause for Brian Michael Cox. Appreciate you guys. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Appreciate this th- this is uh, Blab Chat. We talk music production. And uh, so it's an honor to have you here. Um, so yeah, we're we're here with Brian Michael Cox. And yeah, man. 
Man, how are you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. You know, if, if anybody knows anything about me, man, I love to talk. So I, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah. the opportunity, I was like, let me come and holler at my people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially sure. when it comes to music, I'm sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So um, we have a ton of questions for you and a lot of things to talk about. But uh, I, I like starting off our interviews with uh, just kind of like the very, very beginning. Kind yep. of digging really deep into the 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 reason why you started this you know so like mm -hmm. what was what were those things coming up during your childhood or during your early days that really just kind of struck a chord inside you and said you know what i want to make music i mean ultimately i, I you know I, I give a lot of the credit majority of the credit to my mother you know what i mean because she was extremely uh into music and uh, a total fan of music and all kinds of artists, all different genres. Um, you know, I was born in the late '70s. I'm born in '77, mm -hmm. so I came up. I came up in you know the '80s and really came of age in the '90s. Right. So, but during during the you know childhood of the '80s, being six, seven, eight, nine years old, my mother was really, really into just all kinds of different kinds of records. From you right. know, I can remember. Uh, you know, slave, and remember, uh, uh, you know, Anita Baker, and remember, yeah. uh, uh, um, you know, Parliament Funkadelic. Like that was her oh, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. George Clinton was her Ooh. favorite. Oh yeah. You know, uh, Prince was her favorite artist, and there's Kashif, and then there is, you know, what I mean, uh, Atlantic Star. Then there's, and of course, Oof. then on, 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 on the, the, the paradigm, you know, hip hop was was also coming up. Right. So, yep. so in the same breath. Now, what people don't realize is that hip hop, from my perspective, you know, was uh, a reflection of like, uh, like my mother then, when they were into early hip hop, right? You know, it was nice. their music, <laughs> right? If you, if right. you yeah. want to put it in perspective, I'm, right. my mother's 59 years old, well, 60 now. So think of all the art, the, the pioneers of hip hop. They're right. all that age, mm -hmm. that age. You know what I mean, yes. so that's so, her generation. So you think of like rappers delight and mm, early, Africa you know, Mabata. yeah, right. early yep. Curtis Blow, yep. Africa yes. Mabata, right. Furious you know, Five, Furious yeah. Five, early, early Run DMC. That's when it yes. shifted. Right. You know, when it became, when, when it was when my mama used no more and it was, you know, Run DMC is where it shifted. So, you yes. know, so all this stuff is happening at kind of the same time. So I'm, I'm, I'm developing a palette as a, as a, as a kid. Because, of course, as a kid, you gravitate to, right. to younger shit, yeah. right? But my mother had, had such an influence on me with music, Earth, Wind & Fire and Ozzy Brothers and, you know, David Bowie and Thomas Dolby and all these things where that my mom was just super fans of. So this thing's kind of just... Kind of cross and right. in the same breath, you know. I grew up in church, so then I'm playing in church, and I'm you yeah. know, Winans, commissioned, uh, John P. Key, and all these different things that so all these influences kind of you know, culminate what what who I am as yeah. a producer. Right. But the, the 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 turning point for me, the actual turning point for me is Teddy Riley, like wow. that's mm. where it wow, it all becomes right. like okay, Man. this is what. This is what, you know, is this Quincy. You're destined for this. You know, this Quincy yeah. Jones, everybody, he's like the ultimate super producer. He's the guy you yes. wish you could be. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This Quincy, mm. Frank Sinatra, the Michael Jackson, you know, Brothers Johnson, that's, that's him. But Teddy is where it's like, it's hip-hop, it's R&B, it's gospel, it's everything that I love. Yeah. All mashed up in one yeah. thing. In one thing. Have and you guys then, ever wow. worked together? I'm actually really great friends with Teddy. Teddy's oh, like one of my God. mentors. That's so amazing. We're, we're actually connected. Um, we we we're, we're signed to the same company right now. We 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 have a partnership with this company called Avex. So me and Teddy are partners in regards, in wow. regards to that. So, so what cool. was um what was that experience first 
like when you when you know when you first met Teddy? I mean, was it? How oh, did I that mean, come about? I'm not really a person that's usually starstruck. You know yeah. what I mean? I've only been starstruck maybe <laughs> twice. Yeah. You know, I would say three times. Who I've been starstruck. Way? Yeah, um, who were those? Uh, naturally, I was starstruck. Michael Jackson called the studio. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on, that's a come given. On. That's a given. Ooh, when he on. called, did you answer? Well, no. What happened was, what happened was, he called. Okay, I got, I got. To yeah, the you got to yeah, please, yeah. please. Yeah. You got all the time in the world. I got to tell Our first MJ story. Yes. Yes. So yes. The story is this: We were making. You got it bad. Well, no, we had made. You got it bad already. Jeez. And. It was buzzing around. You know, this is before social media, before you people were dropping records for no of reason. So if you made a song and the label got it and ARs heard it and people started talking about it, you know, people may not have heard it, but they would talk about it. So around the building, Arista, they talking about this song, you got it bad, you got it bad, you got it. some kind of way, Rodney Jerkins catches wind of this. You know what I mean? He was in the studio with Michael. So and I, I mean maybe Michael caught wind of it too. I don't know how it happened. But um, but some kind of way Michael and Rodney caught wind of this song, right? So uh, we were in the studio finishing up uh, Usher's record, and they, um, the, the uh, Norma, who works in the front the front desk, called back like, "Yo, um, some somebody said they got Michael Jackson on the phone. You know, Michael Jackson on the phone." <laughs> you know, so everybody, like, everybody has that doubt. Like, like, yeah. They're like, "Yeah, right, you know, whatever. whatever." Stop so playing Jermaine, with me. So Jermaine is like, "Nah, quit, whatever. Quit playing. Like, we didn't believe it, right?" right. So then finally, Jermaine picks up the phone. He's like, hello? You know, and it's, it's like, Michael is like, hello? Like, he's like, oh, God. Right? Wow. And we're like, huh? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Is this and a he's prank? like, so Rodney's talking. It was Rodney and Michael on the phone. And Rodney's like, yeah, man, we heard y'all got a song over there. But we, 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 we got a song that's killing the whole album. So literally, Michael wow. Jackson heard that we were in the studio with Usher. He heard about You Got a Bad and called the studio to antagonize Usher. That's wow. crazy. It is how competitive Michael Jackson That's crazy. is. Wow. Like, I'm the king, you know what? boy. Not, don't not get to interrupt twisted. the story, but I think that kind of low-key justifies when Usher went out and said, you know, all these guys are influenced, all these new generation R&B guys are influenced by MJ, blah, 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 but they should, they're, they're really, you know, low-key, like, influenced by MJ. really high-key. High-key. High-key, because you know I mean? he, yeah. Usher was the guy that, yes. that the grabbed the torch. Yeah. It was really high-key. Yeah. He, he was the guy. And, let's and, let's, and, keep, let's and, make that and Michael, clear. And Michael acknowledged that. You know what yeah. I mean? There you go. Um, and that's why he called. He called he him, and he was like, so so he said, what are you guys working on? What are you guys working on? So Usher, Jermaine's like, we're working on, we're working on Usher. You know, he's like, and Mike says, who? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. I wish I had all. Yo, Mike is just savage, around, we're like, yo. what? You know? Ooh. Mike is a so, savage. Uh, so it's just, but, but I mean, it's all in fun, but of the course, competitiveness yeah. that, you know, that, that, I'm just sitting there like, it's fucking Michael Jackson. Yeah. But that's you know so I mean? interesting because I'm sure a lot of people don't, would never think that he would do that. Yeah. I mean, the exactly. fact that the fact that he actually went and got called Sony was like, "Yo, give me the number to Southside right. Studios. Right. I'm about to call this guy." That's right there right in right itself, now. and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an assistant or right. a manager. It was Michael and Rodney. Michael and Rodney. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know what I mean? And they were talking big shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. And but if Michael, good. yeah, if Michael calls crazy. you, you're not saying no. That's you're like, crazy. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Michael, was this was this um around the time of like. Butterflies, MJ. Yeah, yeah, they, they were making. Okay. They were making because that was we Rodney, making, right? We were making eighty-seven on one. They were making Invincible at the time. Got oh, it. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, and then like another time. Well, actually, before that, the, I was starstruck when my first time meeting Mariah. Of course, it was crazy. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Okay, and I'm sorry. You, what's, what's ill is that we were just before we moved to the studio. We was working at Jermaine's house, and 
actually used to bring people with me to the studio. You know, we, we, we were young. It's like you know, 16 years ago, so we were right. younger. You know, right. Jermaine would want a house full of people playing. We playing basketball outside, just stupid of shit. Of course. Right? So one of my child, one of my childhood friends came with me. A guy named Trevor. He was with me, and uh, I told him I was like, "Yo, listen, when Mariah pulls up, I need you to." Fucking act, act, act cool, <laughs> yeah. right? Don't don't fuck this up, right? <laughs> so I don't hear anybody tripping on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, Mariah pulls up and he is like tripping. I mean, not knowing how to act. Oh, he's just, super he's fan. Just, he's like, you could tell he so many things going through his brain. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he's right, just right. like, <laughs> then Mariah comes with like five SUVs, ten security guards. She hopping out. You know what I mean? And. It was to the, it was so crazy. Like we were trying to have a conversation. Like we were in the like pool room, having to have a conversation. And he's just sitting there looking at her like dazed out. To just the point unbelievable. Where I was like, yo, daydreaming. Excuse me, <laughs> dog, get out. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. like you're making it strange for me. So. You can't be here. Yeah. So wow. we go we go into the studio and we start like writing a song. And you know, I'm just I'm just I don't even know what to say to her. Yeah. Like, how do you guide or, yeah. or tell Mariah what? <laughs> What well, line right. is good? You know right, what I mean? right, 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 right. Like, how do you tell her to like sing that yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. But like, no, we were writing, you know. So yeah. she's like a supreme songwriter, you know what I right. mean? And she she looked at me. She's like, well, you, you don't have you don't have any suggestions. Like you don't have anything to say. <laughs> oh, like, that's like fuck. No, yeah. you know what I mean? All I got is this piano lick that I just created. You can write to this, you know. What yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. But that kind of opened up. You know, she 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 took put a guard down, and we became really fast friends. Good. You know. You know, right then, but I was completely starstruck. You wow, know what I mean? wow! And then Teddy, so Teddy's like my all-time of hero. Course. You know, he's like to me, he's like number one. He's the guy. You know I mean, That's yeah. And um, I'm, we some kind of way I was talking about. If somebody surprised me, my man Chad surprised me. He was Teddy was down in Atlanta doing something at the time. He wasn't living there yet, and Teddy was doing something some years ago, and I. I Everybody know how much I love Teddy Riley. Talk about Teddy, and, and right. Teddy just showed up at the studio, at wow. my studio one day, and was like, "Yo, what's up?" And I'm like, "Yo, what the wow. fuck?" <laughs> right away, as soon as you saw him, you were just like, "Hey!" Yeah, I was just like, "Bro, what the fuck is going on right <laughs> yeah. now?" You know? Yeah. And uh, and it was just crazy. And of course, I had a million questions to ask him. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, cause I I hadn't had dialogue with him. He's one of the few, very few people that I understand the history, right. but never I, I had had the opportunity to talk to him directly right. about things. And put, right. I could put two and two together in my mind, or this is that, whatever, whatever. And I always like, like the, the very first question I wanted to ask him, because I always, since I was a little kid, wanted to know this. Okay, on Guy's first album, there's a song called You Can Call Me Crazy, right? right? Who does that sound like to you guys? Mm. Like what artist does that sound like to you, singing that lead on that song? It fucking sounds like I'll be sure. I'll be sure. Holy shit. Like it sounds like I'll be sure. Was it him? And wow. I was like, yo, all my life, I was like, this fucking song wow. sounds like I'll be wow. sure sing a lead on this song. And he was like, yes. Wow. I'll be sure was originally they were gonna put I'll be sure in God. Oh, that's why. Right? Wow. Oh my god. Because I'll be sure sounded uptown. Yeah. yeah. Right? And they were gonna put I'll be sure in God initially. And I'll be sure won some fucking contest, like Sony Innovators contest or some shit. And then when he won the contest, some kinds of Quincy Jones curated, he won the contest, and then that he got the deal with Warner Brothers, right. and that kind of changed the oh, path. Oh, wow. So it was literally, it was Gauss would be a four-man group. It was going to be Teddy, Aaron, Timmy, and Al. Wow. Oh, my God. That would have been different. What? That would have been. What? That would have like changed the course that, of that like would have changed the course of their, Who's to say what? Happened? Who knows oh what would have happened after that? Yeah. So, wow. So, Brian, how important, like, uh, we'll go back to the Mariah mm-hmm. thing. 
and being in the studio with her and then like you know composing music the thing we talk about a lot on this podcast is also just like you know being a new producer because most of our listeners are aspiring upcoming music producers you know and so they you're going to reach a point in time where it's sort of your first experience with you know, being in a big studio, having, you know, oh, yeah. an intern, an engineer, and then you're working with a writer. Strange. And then it's like, oh, who's that person? <laughs> whole not yeah. not knowing that it's a songwriter and yeah. you need to like, as a music producer, strange. you almost have to kind of go in there and assume the role. Mm-hmm. You kind of mm-hmm. have to like guide, but also be a team player. Mm-hmm. So what, what kind of advice can you give to um, upcoming producers in terms of like, that first initial moment that you're in there with like a Mariah Carey or like Oof. an Adele, you know, how, how, how do you, what would be like best practice for that? Kind <clears throat> of? I mean, the best thing is that as a producer, if, if you're hired, you, if you're in the room and they hired you, they mean, that, that means they want you, they, right. want, they want you to do your job. Right. You know what I mean? But I think in this, in this um, age now, I don't think that producers really understand what their job is. Mm. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, because a lot of artists are self-produced. Right. So, right. for example, I was telling somebody the other day, and I mean, I was like, I'm not really the guy, even though I may create all the time, I may have tracks just, you know, on deck, but I'm not really the guy that's going to sit in the room and make 100 tracks and send joints mm-hmm. out. And right. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a guy that's, I'm, I'm in the room, and if I, if I have tracks ready, I want to be able to say, yo, these five tracks I think you should, I, I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm a seller. Right. I'm not a person that's like, okay, here's a hundred beats. Go through, pick whatever five, six you want. You can mm-hmm. have them. I mean, I wish some. Sometimes I wish I could. I could do that. Right. These cats are making a gang of paper doing <laughs> yeah. that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that's not. That's not what. Ultimately, not what the the, the the ultra definition of what I think producing is. Right. Uh, from the era that I come from. You know what I mean? I come from an era where, okay, yo, listen. Like for example, when I met Chris Brown. Chris Brown was 15 years old. You right. know what I mean? They didn't have a clear cut direction. They had a couple songs. It was right before he went in with Sean Garrett. Sean Garrett did uh, Run It, which was his first single that right. blew him up. So he came to Atlanta to do that song. Hmm. Sean Garrett had written the song. Sean Garrett had met him. He had written the song. He came to Atlanta to do that song. Tina Davis called me. He was like, yo, my, my, Tina and Mark called me. Like, the artist is down. You know, do you want to work with him? I was like, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Comes to the studio. You know, the six, you know he's like 6'2". 15 years old, lanky as hell. Right. You know what I mean? But just, but just a really, really, really super talented, you know, energetic kid. You know what yeah. I mean? And a really, really already developed songwriter. Can he? He, already, wow. he had a kind of idea where he wanted to go. So it, I was able to build with him. Like, yo, listen, okay, yo, this is what we should do. We, you know, I, we wrote "Say Goodbye." Right. I already had a concept for it because I felt like because Usher was king at the time. Yeah. So I'm like. This guy is a young. He's a. He's a. In my mind, he was a young usher. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, we're gonna. I'm gonna do say goodbye, which would be his version of that. But then we're gonna make a record that is a Chris Brown record, and I believe we make a winner. We're called winner. That's me saying, oh, he's the next at the top of the record. I'm talking like, yo, it's the new R&B kid. He's right. just in the third because I, I knew that winner was gonna be that was a vibe I wanted specifically for him. Right. You know what I mean, and. I wouldn't have never got that off if, 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 if I had to send tracks in. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Real talk. <laughs> I only got it off because I was able to communicate with him. Right. Communicate with Tina, communicate with Mark, and be in the studio. And yeah. that opened up our relationship 
to when it came time to do the next album, mm. we ended up doing like 12 songs in, in one week. And yeah. ended up doing a soundtrack and all kinds of different things because we had built the rapport. So that to me, a lot a lot of producers, okay, for example, I, I, one of my great friends who I think is uh, one of the next, like as far as R&B producers, or, mm. or just producers in general, a guy named Brandon Hodge, you call him Bam. Right? Okay. Bam is amazing. He produced uh, no, uh, no Limit for... Um, for Usher, he's wow. done, he's done, he has seven songs on Mary J. Blige's new record. Right, nice. and Bam, his, me and him, we've been we've been a relationship about like six or seven years now, and his whole thing was like, yo, Brian, how do I build with the artist? He understands, mm-hmm. like, he comes from an era of like sending tracks build and shit with the like artists, that, yeah. but he doesn't, he knows that that is not the way that you know he's gonna grow. Yeah, as to be like the shit. Yeah, like Timberland could call Jay Z. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Jay Z's gonna pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're an you know e- if you're a send an yeah. email you're out producer, Hello. Then you're you're gonna hit a wall. Mm-hmm. You yeah. need those relationships. Yeah. It's about relationships. You know, the reason why Pharrell is Pharrell because he has relationships. The reason yeah. why I'm who I am because we have relationships. You know, call Usher, call Monica, call Mary, right. Mariah yep. called us to come to Italy to write with her last year. Like it's it's about like I couldn't have got that shit off. Right. right. So I say all that to say that we have to un- first understand what our job is mm-hmm. all right so if they hire a you know a producer who's just sending tracks he may not know what the fuck to do right yeah when you walk into that room yep right? i think that's where the disconnect is yeah i have a question do you think yeah. it's because of the state of where music is at nowadays i think it's the state of the consumption of music okay and how fast okay here's Sam. like right. let, let's talk about <clears throat> Let's talk about uh us, my boy Avery Wilson. <laughs> Let's talk about um uh how music is, is consumed, right? And how, for example, you take a Bryson Tiller, mm-hmm. a, a, a Kehlani, this artist named LA that's signed to Atlantic. Um, even Avery Wilson, who's a phenomenal artist, you know, he came up on, on social media, Vine. I, I found out about Avery Wilson on Vine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I found out about Bryson and uh, Kalani on SoundCloud. Right. You know what I mean, right. these people are yeah. making records in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it kind of disconnects. Like, for example, I, I won an award last night for Bryson, right? right. He sampled Shake It Off mm-hmm. from Mariah. I want to work with Bryson, but I don't yeah. even know if that's even, if he can even wrap his mind around how I want to produce him. Right. Because right. he produced himself and he produced a smash. Right. So if, Interesting. if, so wow. now when I come in the room, it's like, well, yeah, you OG, you a legend, boom. But yeah. I don't even know how to take direction because right. I never had to. Because all I did was go on SoundCloud and find a fucking track. Right. And I wrote a dope-ass record, and I right. did it myself. Wow. And mm-hmm. so, so, that's a good point. So, so that, that's the new, the new age of artists. Like, yeah. you know, un- unlike an Adele, who, you know, if she's a new artist, but she don't come from that school. Adele yeah. has to be produced. Yeah. You know, Kelly Clarkson has to be has to be produced. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Usher comes from a school of being produced. So yeah. he's, you know, I mean, Usher probably could go in the room and do it himself, but why? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He comes from a he comes from a situation. Right. He comes from an era of of people producing yeah. him, him and people collaborating and producing in a studio yeah. and creating right. the vibe. Right. So do you yeah. think do you think that the the fact that the, the, let's just say for lack of a better 
you know, way to put it. You know, the, the younger generation, like the Tillers and the yeah. Kehlani's. Who I love, by the yeah, way. I think absolutely. they are fucking phenomenal. They're amazing. Oh, like, Kehlani's one of my favorite she's artists. Great. She's great. Like, like, like Gabby Wilson. Uh, oh, the Gabby's her project, great. Her like, is amazing. She's my favorite. Like, her, like yeah. that, she's my favorite yeah. right now. Right. You know what I mean? That, that album so, is the shit. <laughs> I love that. But um, she's also getting produced. My boy Swag is producing her. Swag, yep. Nice. yep. We got to get Swag on here, too. You know but, yeah, that's so, produced. you know, what's your opinion on, like, okay, you have this new generation of artists that are kind of almost self-sustainable where yeah. they're writing their own they're not really used to being produced do you yeah. do you think that if that trend continues to become more and more popular do you think that's dangerous for music or do you I think, think it's that absolutely dangerous do you yeah. think do you, what do you think it would take for we have to that pay, to change we have to pay attention to these numbers man yeah you know we have to pay attention to these fucking numbers man Urban music is being consumed at the highest level, mm-hmm. right? But we're not making no fucking money. Right. We're not. Right. The artists and the creators aren't making the right. money, right? But then you look at, you look at a John Legend who allows himself to be produced. Right. You know, he's not a SoundCloud right. cat. You know, right. John Legend's in the studio doing it the old school way. You look at Beyonce. Yep. You look at Adele. You look at a Daft Punk. You look at, you know, these art Bruno Mars. Yep. Mm. You know, yeah, you're right, and and these records are being produced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, they're they're taking time. Like even Kendrick, look at Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, these yep. records are being produced. There's a there's there's time that goes into it. There's a now mind you, I I, I still think it's they're, they're still being produced at a at a faster rate than than it was in the past. Right. You know what right. I mean? We're getting Bruno Mars records faster. We're getting Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar records faster than you know. Normal, you know, what I would consider normal. I've been in this business for 20 years, you right. know what I mean? But those, we have to take note from that shit. It's cool, to, but it's, but it's what? But do you it, think it's, it's, really do you think it's the artist too, though? Do you think it's the artist influence? Because even with like Kendrick Lamar, he has a lot of like young, you know, new producers on his album. Yeah, but these cats that he got on his album, these cats understand. The, like my boy Terrace Martin, right. who's yep. been working with him since the first album. I've known Terrace for years. These guys from, he come from a jazz background. Right. Like me yeah. and Terrace, right. like me, Terrace and Robert are working yeah. on Kirby Hancock's album. Yeah, yeah. I think so I'm saying that's like, crazy. Too. I think that's yeah. the thing too. Is, is that breaking? Background. Is that breaking news right now? On well, on, we've been, we've been, okay. we've been, we we. We, we talked about it a couple months back yeah. on, on Instagram. Right. Yeah. And so we talked about it, but yeah. we hadn't. But right. now it's, it's, it's happening. You Amazing. Know what I mean? yeah. It's happening. But I think it's to your background, kind of like what you said. Like, you know, you grew up with your mom, heavy influence on, you know, music. Yeah. Like I read somewhere where you mentioned that your mom sometimes would go without buying food. Oh, yeah, we was broke. Yeah, yeah. she would go without go buy buying records. food. Yeah. She would <laughs> buy records. <laughs> mom like would go buy some goddamn records. Yeah, you know, my mom would go yeah. buy that new, because she freaking that new yeah. Earth, Wind & Fire Rise right. album, that new Prince album. My mom would be, be like right. hungry. Yeah. So like, you know it, it, it's in your <laughs> background versus a lot of like, like in this generation, like you said, the way music's being consumed, they're just created. Well, think about Especially this. with the internet. Exactly. You know, everyone's just like, oh, I can make this real quick. I can produce this and I'll do a hundred of these and I'm a producer. No, Let me it. even give it to you even better, right? Think about when we were when I was younger, right? There was like there used to be furniture, like specific for storing <laughs> records. You know what I mean? Like shelves. Yeah. You could go to the furniture store and buy shelves that would store records, and there was an experience of like going through your mom's records and yeah. pulling the record out and opening the cover, pulling the record out, putting it on the neat, putting the needle on the record, all that shit, right? Yep. 
Um, and there would be like you know Sundays, you know Saturday, the weekend, Saturday mornings. Your mama get up, time to clean up. She putting mm-hmm. the record on. You 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 experiencing. I'm experiencing Marvin Gaye's "I Want You" from top to bottom. Yeah. I'm experiencing you know these albums from top to bottom. Gap Band Three. You listen to "Yearning for Your Love" and "Burn Rubber." And then the next record is Gap Band Four. You listen yeah. to uh, "Outstanding." And you know what I mean. So you would experience this whole. The music was a whole thing. It was with your family, with your mama, the needle on the record, yeah. you know, it, it, the whole Charlemagne album. Then it fast forward yep. to, you know what I mean? It's, it's so many different things that came along with that. Then the onset of videos, right? So if I wanted to, if I wanted to, like let's say 1992, I wanted to fucking watch a Lords and the Underground video mm-hmm. or 93, right? And I was watching MTV all day. I'd have to watch MTV. And I'd have to watch a Soundgarden video, mm-hmm. yep. and watch a fucking yep. uh, Nirvana video, right. and then watch a you know to get to what you the Lord Chief yeah. Rocker yeah. video. Yeah. Yep. yep, you know what I mean. Uh, right. Yep. Or, or wait until or wait eight to o'clock the second. Yeah, exactly. To watch Rap City. Yeah. yeah. Or wait till Saturday to watch your own TV raps. Right. But if yep. I wanted to fucking watch, you know, a Snoop Dogg video in '93 yeah. on regular mainstream MTV, uh-huh. we had to fucking go through all the yep. fucking pop. Yep. Rock shit, and then you'd be like, "Oh, well, then you know, I like that Seal record. That crazy right. song is amazing." Yeah, you mean? Well, I like that. You know what I mean? Hear something yeah. in the production is yeah. like, okay. That, exactly. that that's, that's the unique. shit that 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 you don't even know you're yeah. getting influenced. Right. Yep. You're not yeah. even realizing that yeah. shit is influencing you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not even that's realizing crazy. that fucking you know when in 1990 when fucking Ice Ice Baby came out and you was like. That shit is hot. You never <laughs> realized you was listening to Under Pressure by Queen. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so, crazy. but 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 what's what we don't have that now. If my, if my son wants to hear uh uh fucking um 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 bad and bougie, yep. he can go online and type in bad and bougie and right. go right, got to, it. It. Got right yep. to it. Now what's interesting about wow. I've noticed with my son, it was interesting is yep. that Kids play this game. It's called Roblox. Roblox. You know, mm-hmm. Anybody familiar with Roblox? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's like a, a website or an app that has like a bunch of fucking random games, right? Mm-hmm. I got a lot of random games, <laughs> and inside of these games, it's almost like The Sims. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I so inside of these games, what I notice is they play all kinds of music mm-hmm. inside of the games. Mm-hmm. Oh, There's wow. this one song by uh, by. 21 pilots. Okay. Oh, they're amazing. Called, they're freaking retarded. Uh, what's the fucking song? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what's the song? Uh, uh, and it gets movement. You don't know the it was a, half of the abuse. No, no, yes, that's yeah, it. That one. It was a Suicide Squad soundtrack. Yeah. That's it. Suicide Squad. So, randomly, I'm at home with my son. We, you know, He's going on YouTube and he finds this song and he knows all the words and he's singing them like... What the fuck is this song? Like, yeah. I don't even like the words. Like, I don't yeah. know. But I'm like, where did you hear this song? On Roblox. Wow. So nice. I'm oh, wow. listening. So his experience, even though he can go find what he wants to fucking find, but he's being introduced to, subconsciously being introduced to records right. based on wow. the video game. A game. Right. A game. It's crazy. I think that's the equivalent of like going to, the, uh, you know, um, Spotify and then clicking on a playlist. Yeah. And a random just, playlist. A random yeah. playlist. That's how Which I is, listen. That, that's actually yeah. how I listen to music now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still, you know, I I love the the art of discovery. I I, I still love the idea. I remember when I, the, I remember the first time I heard "Remember the Time" on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember that shit. I remember yeah. watching the interview 
where Guy was on Video Soul and Donnie Sampson asked him, like, yo, but Teddy, I heard you working with Michael Jackson, you know, and he was yeah. like, and I was like, like, I can't wait to hear that shit sound. Right. And then remembering, like, maybe a year later, hearing, remember the time my mom had a little fucking AM, FM, like, alarm clock radio, and I was in her right. room doing something, and the shit was on, and... Remember the time came came on. I remember being like, "Yo, that's it. Right. Yeah. That's the fucking Teddy Riley song." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I I, I love the idea of discovery, random discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I discovered Division. Division yep. before yes. they even like had a record deal. Like they yep. they made a record, put the shit out. Forty got it on Apple Music. I didn't even know all this shit. I was working out, mm-hmm. listening to a random playlist, and the song came on. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And I look at them. I'm like. Oh, this shit is dope. And yeah. then I, po- I, I, I took a snapshot of it until I posted a picture of it. Forty calls me like two hours later, like, "Yo, that's you like funny. that shit?" And I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, this shit is crazy." He's like, "That's my people." I was like, "Oh, that's your group." Yeah, they didn't have a record deal wow. yet. Wow, they you know didn't I mean? even have a record deal yet. At the time, they didn't have a record deal yet. What? And 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 you, you just that my boy, 19, uh, 1985, who's a part of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the guy D, who's the lead singer. Yeah. Like we connected, and they were just like, "Yo, that post, you don't realize, like when you posted that shit, we was tripping." You know what right. I mean? Funny. Right. But I'm like, yo, this shit just was that was Good. fucking it was dope. dope. Yeah. yeah, it was dope. You know what I mean? So, like, that's like I I have to listen to random playlists. That's how I get inspired, and and that's what wow. moves me. Amazing, amazing. Um, g- going back to the the whole like, you know, the idea that artists are produced differently nowadays. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of emailing beats. Yeah. A lot of oh, just man. like you know artists, but then leasing beats. Yeah, all this oh, and and, and so like we a. Uh, 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 a big topic of conversation on this show is um, the idea of the the sell the beat and lease the beat to an artist that you don't like. I would love to. So I would love to. I would hear love your your take on this. On so, the so leasing let me, the beat for like twenty five yeah, yeah. cents or twenty five dollars. Let me paint the picture. So there's this um, big, 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 big community of upcoming producers that are not really getting placements, yeah. but they are cranking out a lot of beats every day. And they're selling these beats at very low price point, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars here. And these, there's some guys that are generating two, three, four, five thousand a month, and they're they're paying the rent, they're doing all this. But uh, but they're not developing artists, they're not pursuing bigger records, things of that nature. So, what's kind of your take on that approach of the whole leasing beats thing? There is there are there are there are pros and cons. You know, obviously the pro is you get to pay your pay your bills. You know what I mean? Um Mm. the con is one of these records becoming a hit. Right. Right? For example, Panda. Yeah. Let's take Panda. Panda's a good example. Mm. Panda was a beat that I heard a long time ago. You know, my man put me on the SoundClick, was like, wow. you go to SoundClick and check these beats out. You know, check yeah. out, you know, and it's ill because you could type in fucking beats that sound like so-and-so-and-so, and it'll give you like a fucking, That's crazy. you know, wow. catalog of beats that sound like that. Right. So Panda was, that beat, that Panda beat was in a folder that was like beats that sound like commas. Wow. Like that's, <laughs> that's how a I fact. heard it. Wow. How wow. I heard the beat was that shit was in a was in a on a playlist that said beats that sound like commas. Wow. And mm. all the beats in that folder sounded like fuck up some commas. <laughs> and Panda was one of the beats. Mm-hmm. So maybe a few months later, my Apple Music um subscription, they they they'll give you suggestion. Yeah. Right? So if you like commas, you'll like right. this song. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
it was like, you like commas, you'll like Panda. This was before wow. Kanye. Right. Wow. Like Panda was on Apple Music and was it on. Was. It, was, it, was. Out. it was. It was yeah. just its own song. It was song. out right. for it was a couple out. months. It was out. Yeah. So, so I never even went to listen to the shit. You know what I mean? Because I was like, well, I, I like commas. I'm listening yeah. to commas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like on a random playlist at the time. It was just a suggested thing. So Pablo comes out and, you know, everybody's gassed off Pablo and Pablo's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember hearing the song and I thought it was Future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've said that yeah. many everybody, times. Everybody. I've said that so yeah. many times. Everybody. No, but, you, but it was brilliant how Kanye did this because yeah. Father Stretch My Hands used the, the tag, the Metro yeah. tag. The Metro tag. Yeah. If young Metro don't trust you, you don't yeah. shoot future. you, whatever, that's Future's voice. Yeah. Yeah. So you automatically think, okay, he's going to go through the whole bit, right? And then it goes into Panda. That's, so he's saying, well, shit, yeah, like well. That. That's got to be Future. Yeah, because yeah, oh, Future's yeah. at the top of Father. Yeah. I never thought he, of I that. I didn't even know. He, yeah. oh, damn, he, he, and he that's, some, that's that. a Kanye decision. It's brilliant. He didn't do that by I accident. I never thought brilliant. of that. Oh. First of all, Father Stretch Fans, all Metro did was just give them a kick a kick and a snare right. or some shit. Yeah. So he said, I'm going to give him a kick and a snare, and and then I'm just going to take his tag. So it wasn't even like Metro did like the full beat. It was right, like yeah. something that was already done, Made, and yeah. they brought Metro in to beef wow. it up, yeah. right? right. So, then, so then, okay, well, I'm going to use his tag because it's Future's voice. <laughs> the top. Right. And if you're gonna slide hey. Panda right in there, right after. Slide and it goes right it. into it. And it That's fucking so works. Yeah, I never worked. thought of it like it that. It fucking works. Cause for me, I kept referring to it as the future record. Like, right. you know, when they drop this future but joint, everybody it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> but they drop did. the future joint, this shit's yeah. gonna be wild. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't find out the shit wasn't futures, fucking designer. Yeah. But I'm saying all of that. I, I, all of that strategic shit, yeah. you know, it, it, I mean, it worked out. You yeah. know, it worked out for designer. It worked out for Metro. It worked out for Kanye. It worked out. It was it brilliant. Out. What 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 happens is, it, it, now the guy who produced Panda, who really, who right. really, really did right. fucking yeah. lead, right? Menace. I think it's Menace. Yeah. yeah. They got to go back and make the business right. But what's the incentive to make the business right when the record's already a hit? Yeah. It's already out. Mm. Yeah. I hate that side of the business. How do you how do you read? Yeah. Right. If the record's already a hit, then shit. Okay, well, hey, bro, take this twenty five hundred. I mean, I don't know what they paid them. I yeah. mean, this is just my assumption. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. Yeah. Because yeah. right. the record's a hit already, so you have no leverage yeah. at all. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. leased it out. It's obvious that you gave it away. Yeah. Right. yeah. So so mm. when you try to like sue, well, they took my shit. No, they didn't. You, you gave, gave it, it up there. Yeah. 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 Damn. Yeah. Yo, isn't it? That's real shit. It's $100. You gave it to him, bro. Yeah. You, you paid, we, we, we would pay your rent last month? Yeah, no. Cool. You paid a cell phone bill. That's Yo, and, that and, month. And, that month. Yo. So you take, see, your leverage is completely taken away yep. when it comes to the business side. Mm. So then, now granted, I mean, you know, in, in minutes, you know, God bless him, I, I, didn't, I didn't know who yeah. he was. Right. He didn't right. even really yeah. get a chance to, to really right. capitalize on the fact Shine that he fucking made that. the beat. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we should get him on here to tell his story. He should too, really. He, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, because I think it's. I, I think it's. I mean, I'm glad. I think he got. I, I think he was able to get his publishing. He, yeah. he got paid. Yeah. Which I think is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good story for him. He got paid. Yeah. A lot of people it don't happen that way. For yeah. Him. And it's a rare case. That's a rare case. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. you know, all these guys out here leasing and selling beats for a hundred dollars. I mean, let, let's be real. The no. odds of the, right. Of a hit record happening, well, slim to none. Well, I got, I got paid. I got, I got, I got a award for don't. Don't is the same situation. Mm. Yeah, you know, right. Bryson downloaded a track from wherever. 
They said they tried to go find the person and try to give him the money. He ain't want it. That's the story I heard. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Yeah. But the story I heard is that they the guy was just like, and then those those sounds are all, all from a pack. Right. So let's go back. Rico Love has a song mm, that has the exact same pack. Wow. It's the exact sample. Wow. The, the, the chorus, boom, 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 right. boom, thump, 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 the same shit. Same thing. A year before Don't. Yeah. It's on Rico's EP. Yeah. A year before Don't. Wow. There's a full track with the same exact copyright free loop. Wow. Hmm. Crazy. Right. Crazy. There's the that's where the dilemma comes from. Yeah. Wow. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. so many times today. Yo, yeah. and going back to that record, since we're just talking about it, if I'm not mistaken, the uh fresher panda was actually a reference from uh designer for Fresher Dead, you know Fresher? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And Fresher passed on it. So he was gonna sell the record to somebody. Right. Else. It wasn't yeah. even a, he wasn't even his record. Right. He wrote it, it for somebody it, else. Right. <laughs> exactly. And they passed on it. And the reference that what the one he sent is ended up being the joint, man. Yeah, ended up being, I mean, that's why you never know. He fucking killed but it. you know what? He killed it. Fresher he couldn't. Killed fresher it. couldn't have did it like like he did it. Like designer yeah, did it. Yeah, for sure. Killed it. Designer killed that it. He sure. murdered that. But it was like, but for me, I mean, just understand being living in Atlanta and knowing that that culture, knowing East Atlanta culture, knowing future, knowing East, when I heard that record, it really fucked me up that I didn't know that that wasn't future. Right. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like I'm from Atlanta, you know, like I'm, I'm from Houston, but I live in Atlanta. Yeah. I know these artists. I know their music. I was just saying, like, yo, yeah. I cannot. This dude sounds that just much like, like Future. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. everybody was saying the same. Thing. We were in yeah. L. And remember, we were in L. A. Ill. Yeah. And yeah. like when I heard, it, I said the same thing. I was like, oh, it's Future. It was yeah, like, I'm naturally, I kept telling. It was like, nah, it's not Future. I was like, yo, Kanye got this record on Future. Future is crazy. Yeah. I kept talking about that, like, yo, this this Kanye Future record is ridiculous. Like, no, and, and you know, it's and when not you, future, nigga. It's when, when you know Kanye <laughs> too, is smart, bro. Me too, bro. Me you know too. Kanye is smart when he he strategically does that with a new artist yeah, designer, yeah, 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 and then yeah, like yeah. already a designer is already signed to good music. So yeah, he, he, always, he already knew. He's brilliant. So he I'm, already knew. Brilliant. I'm assuming I'm that, that stuff like that didn't happen back when you were coming up and working if you were, with if those you type be, of artists. If you was a biter back in the day, you was a biter. Exactly, biter. You were not cool to be a biter. Do you think it's easier now with like so much access to the internet and sound? Yeah. and things like that that people could recreate anything it's like they, you can easily do. go on YouTube so easy, and find like a easy. like a future type beat kind of like you can that. literally type and in remake future it. type beat yeah, yeah, yeah that, remake that's a it fact. you know real, take the whole thing add a couple sounds to it and then that shit, becomes shit. a hit that's and it's it. like real shit real yeah. shit you can absolutely like any type of okay let's let, let, let's talk about let, let's go back a bit Let's talk about how, you know, you, you show me the drum machine yeah. that you have over there. And we talked about the, the NPC and we talk about, you know, uh, back in the day to get sounds, that shit was like a scavenger hunt. That oh, shit yeah. was I'm like, assuming, yeah. that oh, shit yeah. was like, yo, like, okay, I'm in the studio with, um, you know, I, I, I got a mix, me and Manny are mixing after a, a Timberland session. You right. know what I mean? And whoever's breaking down the Timberland shit, you like, okay, listen, can I get them drums on the deck? 
<laughs> slide the, slide yeah. the assistant on the yeah. low, Couple real quick. Don't say nothing. Keep it low. Don't yeah. say nothing. My nigga, let me get that kick in that snare. Hit with two fifty. Two fifty, right? Here. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> That's so, a hustle. So, like, like, you had to really. It was like a real yeah. thing. Like, Scavenger yo, hunt. yo, yeah. I got the. Or oh, you really pulling records? Like, yeah. big up the breakbeat, Lou, who's yep. you know, local, my man. Um, he's 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 the foundation of like us creating sounds. You take the break beats and you. He he found luckily for us he would find the breaks. Yep. We would just have to drop the needle, find the kick snare, truncate it, do what we got to do. It was exactly. art to creating oh, yeah. yes. sounds, and that's why every producer had their own sound. shit. Yep. Wow. That's right. why you knew a Puff record from a JD record, yep. from a Dallas Austin record, from a Babyface record yep. to uh, you know what I mean. You knew the difference because nobody was using the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Sounds are so plentiful. You can get you can get shit for free. You could type in, you could type in, uh, uh, Timberland drum kit. Timberland drum, yeah. boom, you get it. You could type mm. in Metro drums, yeah. get yep. it. Lil John drum. What's ill is there's one 808 that's been floating around this motherfucker for about <laughs> three, four years that yeah. everybody's fucking using. When I say it, most producers have this shit yeah. in their fucking computer. Yeah. So 808 is called DJ Spins 808. DJ Spins 808. All right, there you go, producers. All right. Yeah, yeah. DJ Spins yeah. yeah. That is the FL 808 of mm. choice. Like yeah. every person I've worked with who has FL and is using FL and the 808, I'm like, yo, what's that 808? DJ Everybody's Spins. using the DJ yeah. Spins. <laughs> That's crazy. So speaking of dolls, what do you work on or what yeah. have yeah, you yeah. tried? I am uh, tried everything. I'm, yeah. I'm, I've tried everything. What's your thing now, though? Um, I'm in between dolls right now. Yeah. Um, I've Logic is some I've used for many, many years. Shout out to the Logic. I wasn't expecting that. Me either. I wasn't expecting that. For some reason, I thought you'd say you didn't favor Logic. No, no. Logic was like, I've I've been on Logic for like 12 years. What's your favorite part about Logic? Um... I mean, for me, logic because I'm, I'm, a, I'm I consider myself not only a producer but a composer. Yeah, right. You know, being being a pianist, you know, I, yeah. I, I can I like looking at things linear. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? me too. Me too. Um, but I've um, I've worked on a bit of everything from reason to you know logic. Of course, I, I use Pro Tools okay. on right. a regular when right. it comes to recording and things yep. of that yeah. nature. And I, I know how to produce and pro, like how to how to create in Pro Tools also uh-huh. if I have to. Yeah. Um, but I actually like to I like to record in Pro Tools and then I, if, if I got to do overdubs then I'll do that you know right. what I mean um, and a lot of that comes from when I was coming up there was tape right mm-hmm. so I use I utilize Pro Tools as tape that's kind of way the way I view Pro Tools yeah mm-hmm. um, um, so. I'll always use Pro Tools right. as right. far as overdubs and things. I'm yeah, gonna I think add Pro Tools in. is like a standard. It's kind of standard, yeah. yeah like that. And I like the, the the fact that you said tape. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to structure a song because when you're, you know, when you're using FL, for instance, you're not you're not necessarily painting the song. Yeah, you're kind of just like making the the loop. The loop, yeah. and then right? from there you just. Yeah. I, I would use Pro Tools to kind of create my arrangement. Drops yeah, that third. intro. If I want to do, drop a piano here, drop a string there, this, then the third. I use yeah. Pro Tools as. Yeah. You see the, the songs. Oh, yeah. You yeah. see yeah. the markers, yeah. the markers, all yeah. that linear. Stuff. You see all that. Yeah. yeah. So, but exactly. but I've actually been trans. I'm transition. I was trying to figure out what I was going to transition to. I mean, I love Logic, but I think that there there are limitations because yeah. Apple doesn't really give a fuck about that era. Yeah. Like, area. Like I, I think that if 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 Logic was still Emu, yeah, it would be developed way better. 
Then there's, I mean, it's I great. Mm-hmm. They're, they're right. trying to turn Logic into Garage Band. That's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, they're yeah. going to merge Garage Band. I love Logic, right. but there's right. something about it that I'm like, that is like I want to try limiting. something else. What do you think about Studio One? Studio One is, is something I looked at. Teddy actually was the first yeah. person to show me Studio One. He's like, yo, you know, you need to get on this shit. Studio One is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think because I'm DJing, okay. I'm transitioning to Ableton. Ableton. That's what I was gonna. Felt like. I felt like it was Ableton. And what I like about Ableton is that you have both views. You have the clip views yes. from from a DJ perspective yes. of doing live shit, mm-hmm. and then I can still do the linear shit. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. I can yeah. still use Ableton. Ableton as, is great uh, for the DJ person. shit. You know what I mean? It's amazing for the DJ as shit. As a as a um, I can still use uh, Ableton as a you know like how I was using Logic. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So I'm actually transitioning in, in, into Ableton. I'm, I'm in Ableton heavy now, but every now and again I have to go back to Logic because I have so many songs. songs. Right. Right. Logic, Same. You know? What was yeah. the first like every producer goes through like, oh uh, yeah man like I bought this I got that from my uncle you know and then I got <laughs> the speaker from my cousin's house. What were your like pieces of equipment that you had? When you were like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Where we're oh, like, your, 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 your software, joints. your computer, your keyboard, all okay, that. Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about when I first decided I was gonna be a songwriter producer. This is like mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> I mean I always wanted to write songs, be a producer. But when it, right. when I first started putting it in motion, like like I would say '92, right? Mm-hmm. So I tried to get my mother to buy me a Corgo uh, 1W. Oh wow! Okay. And she, it wasn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> was that like a couple couple thousand dollars? Oh, it was back like three thousand dollars. So it was this store uh in Houston um called H and H music that I would go to like every week. You know, we talked about a drum and keyboard guitar yep. shop mm-hmm. earlier. Yep. I would go there too. Yep. Um and they had this Corgo one W and I, I, I wanted I wanted this fucking keyboard so bad. My mom was like, No, you know. <laughs> and but she bought me a keyboard, right? It was a really, really cheap keyboard. It was a Yamaha PSR 500. Mm. This keyboard might have cost like $700, mm. right? It, it, it wasn't cheap for her right. Right. Yeah. or for us. Right, right. But in the grand scheme of like pro type mm-hmm. things, yeah. it was a yeah. yeah, yeah, keyboard with the built-in speakers right. and shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean? But what happened was one day, I, I mean, I read the manual from top to, you know, from the front to back, and, and I really wanted to understand how to use this keyboard. And I realized they, they they had like four banks of like pre-recorded like programs in there, mm. right? And I found I figured out a way to erase those banks <laughs> and, oh. and produce and, and make my own oh. shit onto those banks. See, yes. that's a game changer, yes. right? So once I, I mean, literally, I spent hours upon hours trying to figure this shit out, and I figured it out. When I figured it out, I started making my own beats. Mm. How See, old were you dope. at this time? Ninety-two. Was like, this is wait, like I'm, I'm 39. No, I'm 39. Like 15, 16. Like like no, 92 was like four, like 14. 14. Mm. So like 14 going on 15, 92. So um, so no, this was before that. This mm. was before then. So it was like maybe 90. Oh wow, okay. This was before, okay, it was wow. before, wow. before. Wow. I was still in middle school. You're in middle 92, school. 92. 92. I was yeah, I was still in middle school at the time. So you so started like, making beats in middle yeah. school. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, I was still in middle that's school. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. So um, I found a way to do the shit, mm. and I started writing songs. Right, naturally, back in the day, you know, Jodeci comes out, Boys and Men comes out, everybody wants to be in a group and shit right. like that. So I was like, yeah. I'm putting together a group. We gonna be next <laughs> motherfucking Boys to yep. Men, you know? Yep. Yep. And I'm writing these songs. I'm gonna be, you know. So um, I remember I had that, and I had like a fucking karaoke machine. Oh yeah. What we do is we would, uh, I'd make the track, write the songs. 
and we'd have like a set of like maybe four or five tapes, yeah. right? So you take one tape and you lay one harmony, the overdub, the, the overdub. Mm. By the pause time, tape. By the time you get to the fucking fifth harmony, it's always yeah, like, so yeah, 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 because it's hiss every know? time. <laughs> um, That's crazy. But you know wow. that that was my my beginning. What I would do is it was like a RCA. I had an RCA out of the keyboard, mm-hmm. right? So I would go RCA out of the keyboard into the back of my mother's like amplifier. Like she had a little JVC. She had a JVC component system. See, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know the wow. struggle. The component right. system. Yeah. You know this what I mean? This is real hardcore struggle. This is the that. 90s, baby. This is component not like, system. oh, I, yeah. you know I, can't, I, mean? I can't find the license to my nah, VST. Nah, no, bro. That this ain't is, this. This is the component system. RCA <laughs> out of the, I took the RCA out of the back of the turntable. <laughs> to, 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 this, is, this, is, this is JVC. Y'all don't yeah. know what JVC no. is. Yeah. I know yeah. what JVC is. Hello. I know what JVC is. JVC was a popular brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh Classic. and I would I would make my tracks. You know, I'll start making tracks and I'm, I'm in, in the process of that I met a guy named Greg Curtis who um actually mentored me from a producer perspective because the story goes like this. I had a friend named Teron who was who was in a group called Groovy. This is in the mid nineties at this point, ninety four, ninety five, ninety four. And um they was on the Atlantic. They had a they had a song called "Seeking You Find." Another record called "Oh Becomes a New" the R. Kelly remix. That was like the, they claimed the fame. Then it really blow up. You know, they they got approved for the second album. Then it fell apart. Never came out with second album. But Teron, the management was in Houston. Teron introduced me to this cat. It's a guy named Abby. Abby Lamar. Abby Lamar was Akeem Olajuwon's cousin. Oh wow. Okay. Basketball player, yeah. yeah. So, Abby, Abby, oh, wow. so Abby Lamar had money, and they're from they're from Nigeria. Just then the third, whatever, whatever. Abby at this at that time was managing the guy that ended up being become my mentor, a guy named Greg Curtis. Mm. So I walked into Abby's office. You know, Abby's African. You know, he got everything's all white yeah. in the office. And he's like, yeah. look at this. On. Look at this. He's the like, sandals. <laughs> so I walk in with the keyboard, with the speakers in, and he's like. Yeah, you know, Teron tells me that you got you got heat. You got heat. <laughs> got heat. Play some shit, nigga. So, yeah. oh, wow. so then I, I I press play on the on the keyboard, yeah. and he's like, "Oh my God, it's coming out of the keyboard! I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call Greg now." So he calls yeah. Greg. He's like, "Greg, Greg, I got this nigga over here. He got these three he playing shit. You got to come down right now." So wow. They, so Greg comes down to the studio. Craig Kalman? No, no, a guy named Craig, a guy oh, named Greg okay. Curtis. Now, mind you, oh, he, the African guy, he had a deal with Craig Kalman. It's funny you said that. Oh, wow. yeah. The guys were signed to Atlantic. That's crazy. So, but Greg, Curtis, Greg Curtis comes down. Yeah. And I'll start playing this shit out the, out the keyboard. And he's like, yo, man, like, you're doing all this shit on this keyboard. I need you to, I want you to come to the studio. Yeah. Because Greg had a studio, and I said, I want you to come by and just see a real studio. It's like, cool. So the next day I go to go to his studio. He has a like incredible. He has an incredible studio in his house. You know, just laid out, right? Dope board, the tape Ooh. machines, the whole shit. This is '94, so I'm like, fuck this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was working on. He was producing. He was one of the first people. The first time I've ever seen anybody produce on a computer. Wow. He had like a, a Mac. A desktop. Setup, the That's desktop. early. Wow. Early. Very early. Yeah. And he was using performer. Not it was before it was digital performer. It was just wow. regular performer. And he was showing me how to sequence and performer. And I remember every time the bar go by and light up and shit. It was really Damn. fucking dope. You mm-hmm. know what wow. I mean? And he had, you know, a 1080, he had all, all the all the modules, the JV 1080, the SE1, the whole shit. And he had all the shit going back 
to the to the performer, and you could basically launch launch performer. You click a track, and then all the sounds from the JV1080, all the sounds from the SE1, he all this shit. Mm. Like his shit was late. Damn. You know wow. what I mean? Incredibly, he was late. ahead of the time. Though. No way, because it wasn't way ahead of. They weren't time. rocking like, like that, right? Ahead. Everybody at that point was using, you know, MPs was just right becoming a, you know, yeah. was popping. Yeah, he was on some other shit. You know wow. what I mean? But Greg was like a person that he used. You know, he I, I, he was um, a musical director for Keith Sweat, Blackstreet. Right. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, Tony Tony Tone. So he was like a musician too. So he knew all this technology because he was using this shit on tour. Right. Also, crazy. So my first experience producing records. Was on computers before MPs before that shit wow. was on computers. My like like on a daily basis. Wow, and I started developing very quickly. So from '94 to '96, you know, mm-hmm. that I was developing with Greg. You know, what I mean, in the process of that, you know, um, the story goes out. You know, I I I I'm, I knew. Beyonce, I knew Kelly, I knew right. Latoya and Latavia. We all grew up together. Me and Beyonce grew up in the same neighborhood. Wow. And um, I'm older than them. I'm maybe four, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was a senior. They, she you created a, your first demo. Well, my first real demo. With yeah. Beyonce, with, yeah. with them. Like my first time doing like working with other artists. Because I created a demo on myself. I would say right. demos and shit. My first time being in the studio with, the, with an artist and saying, yo, do this. Then my first time actually... Producing a vocal right. and shit like that was with Beyonce and Kelly. Mm. Was that at, like Amazing. your studio? Was it? Uh, it was at uh, Greg's studio. At Greg's studio. Greg's studio. Okay. studio. Wow. So here's what happened though. I went. Uh, I went to a school in Houston called High School for Performing and Visual Arts. And uh, are you guys familiar with Robert Glasper? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, absolutely. So of yeah, Robert Glasper amazing. was my best friend. He went to the school also. Chris Dave went to that school. Wow. Uh, Jason Moran went to a lot of j- people who are legends in jazz and you know went, oh, went yeah. to that school. Christian McBride went mm-hmm. to that school. A lot of people. Um, so <clears throat> um, Beyonce and Kel- no, I'm sorry, Beyonce and Latoya came to the school my senior year. They were freshmen, came to the school, Beyonce and Latoya. And we already, we already knew each other. And we were already friends, and I, I was on, I think I might have been the only person that knew that they were actually signed to Columbia Records. Nobody really knew. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? They, all, all this, Matthew and them was on some covert shit, you know, and wow. they, and really, literally. <laughs> so, like, people in school had no idea. No. Super oh, low. Wow. Super wow. low. Very you low. knew. Girls was mad jealous, you know. Wow. Of I mean, Beyonce is like, girls were mad jealous. Mad and, jealous. To the point where Beyonce would not sing. At, like, she came to school for vocal. Right. And would not sing wow. because she was like, "These girls don't fucking like me," you know. <laughs> That's you know, because all the That's guys crazy. are like, "Oh my god," you know. Yeah. Right. And on top of that, she's signed. Basically. Yeah. And then on top and, of and that, she has a record deal. Off, and she has a record deal. She has a By the way, she's signed. She has a record deal. Actually talented. Yeah. When that happened, were you producing for her already? No, 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 no. I wasn't. We were just friends. Damn, in the same high school. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened wow. was I knew they had a record deal, right? So what I would do is, every, you know, and we were, I, I, and I, they were only talk, her and Latoya were, were, were only talk to me because I knew them right. already. Yeah. So um, I would always be like, yo, I'm writing songs, man, I'm writing these songs, man. I would pull them in the practice room, like, yo, listen to the song I wrote, whatever, whatever. And Beyonce had a beautiful voice, and Latoya had a beautiful voice. And I would, we would talk all the time. And then one day she was just like, yo, you know what, man? I want you to write some songs for us. Y'all want you to write because they went to uh, wow. Oakland to work with Dwayne Wiggins. People don't know about yes. Destiny Shout is that they were actually signed 
to Dwayne Wiggins. Wow. You knew yeah. that thing? Right? Yes, wow. because my mom recorded at that studio and I was in the oh, upstairs. Yeah, I was right. upstairs. Yeah. You, you, might, you might be familiar with, with her mom. Oh, I mean, yeah. she's Oakland. She's an artist from Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were signed to Dwayne the Grassroots Entertainment. Wow. To Dwayne Wiggins' company. And Dwayne is the one that got them to deal at Columbia. Oh, okay, wow. so they will go to Oakland to now. Mind you, mind you, there's so much. The other stuff's happening simultaneously. Before that, they would sign to Daryl Simmons, and mm. they would go to Atlanta to work at Silent Sound with Daryl and this, oh, that, and, wow. the, the, and that didn't work out. So when it didn't work out, the next deal they did was with Dwayne, and that's how they got with Columbia. Wow. Dwayne. So when they were with Dwayne Wiggins, that's when we were the closest. Mm. So my, I'm, I'm, I'm calling the Bay, talking to them. They they playing me songs over the you know. Over the phone and shit. They had a record called Human Nature and all kinds of things. Second Nature, all kinds of. They was, you know, they was playing me all these songs over the phone and shit. And I, they were like my gateway. They were like right. for me, it was like yeah. if I didn't think it could happen, they were the ones that made it absolutely positive that it could happen. Right. Because these wow. were not people that I just. These were girls I knew right. very yeah. well. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, um, um. Fast forward, we go, you know, they, she, she comes, they come to school, we, we, the whole thing happens, they're like, yo, yeah. we, I, I want you to write some songs for us. Matthew comes and meets with us, we play him a few records, he's like, we fuck with it, mm. I'm, I'm gonna have the girls come uh, next week. The girls come with Tina, they bring food, Tina cook a bunch of, they bring food, whatever, <laughs> and we cut three songs on these girls. Mm -hmm. And I remember, that was the moment, like me cutting records with them, and I, and I always say this, that was the moment. It was like, okay, this is exactly what I'm doing. Right. Like before, it's like, okay, y'all want to do it. Right. And I want right. to be like, this. Right. You, know, you, you don't really know if it's real. And yeah. you're just kind of shooting in the dark and yeah. just throwing right. shit at the wall, hoping that something stick. Like, that was your no. stick. But that legitimately, like, yep. when that happened, it was like, no. This is what I want. No. So did, how, how did, was that did, process? Did you know Beyonce was the one, though, out of all of them when we you were knew. there? We all knew. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. How was that process? Let me tell you what's interesting. We all knew. She didn't know. Wow. wow. That's usually insecure. how it goes. She Tell us really? about that. That's how it goes. Tell us she didn't about know. that. Beyonce is super, super humble. Yeah. Super just, she just was like, okay, you want me to sing it like this? Like, right. she just, she didn't know. She didn't know. You know what I mean? Just, she just, she had the glow and did not know. Wow. Real Ooh. shit. I almost feel like most mega stars like that feel the same way. Real shit. Because Matthew knew. Yeah. But Matthew I think was going that hard. Have, I think that you know like Bruno knew. I think Bruno Mars knew. I think that might have helped a kid. her he was though. A star. I think yeah. that might have helped Beyonce though because it. I guess it kind of helped her stay humble. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it helped her like continue to work. You understand? Yeah. There were girls around. True. You know, they, they they was in a group called Girls Town before that, and there mm -hmm. were girls that were singing with them that felt like they were stars. Right. Right. I'm just. I knew the girls. Yeah. Just yeah. walking around like they mom was walking around like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they walking around like yeah. You right. know. Right. 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 So I knew like. I knew the process, you right, know what I mean? Right. And 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 to know Beyonce, especially back then, like she didn't know. She just was yeah. like, she didn't know what she, she had. Didn't know. She, she didn't just know. was like, she, she had the she gift. Doing, she loved yeah. singing. She yeah. loved to perform. And it was just like, this is what I do. But she didn't know that. Wow. Matthew, it would turn yeah. to this. Matthew yeah. was like, so how was no. that process working with them? Like you say, cutting records. How was that? It was Were simple. you like creating easy. things from yeah. scratch and then yeah. writing? No, we had three songs ready for them. Mm -hmm. Like okay. basically, we had we, we played Matthew was one song mm -hmm. when we had when we met with him, and he was mm -hmm. like, "Yo, I love that song. We're gonna cut that song. Come up with something else." So then we had a week. We came up with two or three other things. 
they came to the studio. I mean, they came to the studio. We played them the songs. They picked the two or three things they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Beyonce and Kelly, really only, really on the cool that, that only Beyonce and Kelly came to the studio actually. Mm. And um, and actually Kelly actually, from a singer perspective, mm. Kelly's more like a Whitney. Mm. Right. She's actually yeah. a better. I could see that. Right. Like vocal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Ooh, Kelly's like, like yeah, Kelly, yeah. like taking yeah. it there. Kelly's, it. Kelly's like Whitney. Like right. Whitney's her hero. Right. And at this point, she's like a little baby Whitney. She's like, right. Right. Run like stop running. Let's give you this. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but but it, they had it like yeah. from day one. Wow. They had it, and wow. both of them was in the studio, shy, humble. <laughs> Yeah. Not even knowing, like, Wait, am I doing it right? Like, yeah. that yeah. type shit. And I'm sitting like, yo, do you know how great you guys sound right now? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I said, I give, I give it. One thing I give, I mean, Matthew knows. One thing I give him, he fucking knew it. Yeah. From he the beginning, it. he knew it. He knew it. Wow. No doubt. That's crazy. No doubt. That's insane, mm-hmm. man. I kind of want to switch gears a little bit um, before we get into the the Blab Chat uh, segment, but I want to talk about publishing. Yeah. Because publishing is like this big old thing, and nobody and talks about it. Which no one is talks very about frustrating. it, and uh, especially nobody talks about especially it. the new kind of generation of, of producer <laughs> has no clue, really, lack of education on kind of what oh it is God. and Can we have why some it's more ice. We gonna talk about publishing. Yeah, let's get some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. We send Dylan. Yeah. Yo, Dylan, can you grab more ice, Dylan? Um. Publishing. So, you know, obviously publishing is still our bread and butter as writers, creatives. Yeah, That's what a lot of people say. Shout out to CSAC. So what, um, shout to, you know, the PROs and, you know. So let's start from just the question of how crucial is a publishing deal? Do you need one? Do you not need one? listen. Only if it's life changing. I am so (laughs) opinionated about this particular subject. From your extensive experience, Um, I would love to know. I'm so opinionated by the subject. Yeah. Um, I feel like it is a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? I feel like um, young creatives get taken advantage of because we need the opportunity, we need the money. Yep. Mm. And even if we understand what we're getting into, we still take the chance because it's like shit. What else? Is what else I got up? going for myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that's not fair. Yeah. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think ultimately it's not fair. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and I'm even guilty of doing deals like that. You know, not knowing right what I'm getting my people into. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, in 2017, I have a complete, total understanding of what publishing is and what it's supposed to be and how you supposed to do deals and the whole nine right. and I get it you know the mentality I had when I came into the business was like you know you gotta give something up to get something right we yep. know that True. Right? that's what everyone says yeah. and, 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 and that to a degree is, is facts right. you know what I mean but you know when you realize when you you know when you write you know 35 no more records and when you uh, and my thing is too right people are Fair weather as fuck. Right. You know what I mean? You can make a publisher millions of dollars. Your catalog could be worth millions. But if you're not like the hot, if you ain't the shit, yep. the heat, you know what I mean? Even though your catalog is still generating the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might not have had a hit record in 10 years, mm-hmm. but your catalog still generating the paper. Right. Mm-hmm. 
ain't getting you getting no love, man. Nothing like they love. like like they about they are the motherfuckers is about chasing what's hot. Yep. Period. So yep. what I suggest to young creatives, especially now, because there's so much more control. Excuse me. There's so much more control that artists have mm-hmm. and creatives have, right? So for example, if if you are in your bedroom making records, you and the artists are working together making records and y'all building your SoundCloud up and you're building this and you you go on you go on TuneCore and you put your records out and the shit starts moving. That's your shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. This not a get rich quick thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have there, there, there's a big there's a there's a there's a larger picture here. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we miss that. We feel like okay, well, cool. I'm gonna get it to this point, and we're gonna get with a Sony or get with a Warner or get with this down there, and they're gonna give us a check for two million, and we're gonna be rich. Yeah. Right. It don't really work that way. If I mean, it does, but it doesn't. If if they're giving you a check for two million dollars, they're gonna make that two million. Yeah, they're gonna make it. They're not giving. Oh, you, they plan on making way more than two. They're they're, they're not giving you risk money. Yeah. They're giving you the money you're gonna make already. Right. Yeah. Now, so they're already breaking even. Okay, so let me explain something to you. Okay, if you wanted to, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody in the room, okay, you know, yeah. you know, if I want to open a business, right, and I go to the bank and say, listen, I need a loan to open a business, a restaurant or a, or a boutique or whatever, right? And they say, okay, yo, we're going to approve you for $150,000 to open up this business, right? right. Cool. Take $150,000 loan, right? The bank doesn't own that business, right? They own the the um, the actual what is that? The commission? What, what, not commission? Interest. Interest. Mm-hmm. Yep. The interest on the loan. Yeah. So the interest is ten percent. Okay, so it's ten percent. Uh, One fifty is fifteen thousand dollars. So you got you know you got to pay back one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. But yep. once you pay back the one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. That's your fucking business. business. They don't own no parts of it. Mm. Okay. Publishing. You're in the beginning of your career. You have potential. Mm -hmm. Somebody says to you, hey, I want to do a publishing deal with you because you have potential. These beats are dope. Mm -hmm. You have potential. I'm going to give you $35,000. All right? Just nothing. Yeah. No. All right? But I'm going to give you $35,000. It's $35,000. I'm going to own 50% 50% of your publishing, which mm-hmm. is 25% of your entire income mm-hmm. of yeah. songwriting. Right. So that means that once you recoup the $35,000, we own 50% of your publishing. Mm-hmm. Yep. For life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of that catalog for life. Yeah. So you could write Hello mm-hmm. by Adele. Mm-hmm. And you only got paid $35,000 in advance. They recouped it. Mind you, the, the, the objective is to keep advancing you too, by right. the way. So that $35,000 will turn into, right. you know, $500,000 to a million dollars fast mm-hmm. as far as advances will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they own the actual intellectual property, half right. of it, for the entire yep. life, of the, of, life. Of, mm-hmm. of the copyright. Something about that don't sit well with me. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yep. I mean, granted, I'm I'm in a deal like that, so I can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm out of my Warner Chapel deal, but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I I I'm still partners with Warner Chapel on my old yeah. catalog. Yeah. So that that's the deal I'm in, and I, I don't have any problems with them. We have a great partnership, and we work well together. And I, but every dollar I get on, on my old songs, they get yep. they get twenty five percent of it. Yep. 
But I think, it's, I, I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. combo you know I mean? for for a, a new a new person for someone who's about to right. sign so, a publishing. So so I'm, 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 I want to put some in perspective for y'all. Do yeah. anybody familiar with Diane Warren? Yes. Diane Warren. Okay, so Diane Warren, incredible songwriter, mm-hmm. incredible businesswoman, one of the most astute businesswomen ever, but especially in the music business. Diane Warren never did a publishing deal. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Collected her own. She never did a publishing deal. Wow. All right? Because what it is about relationships, okay? What a publisher yeah. is supposed to do is say, okay, yo, we're going to exploit your copyrights. But they don't, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know what I mean? For them, it's just acquiring uh, uh, income. Right. You know, they, they, they don't have to. It's not like you can sue a publisher for not exploiting your fucking exactly. copyrights. It doesn't matter. Exactly. They don't have to do the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, how, how, many, how, many, how many songwriters signed a Sony ATV? How many songwriters signed a Warner Chapel? Mm-hmm. How many songwriters signed a Universal Music Publishing? There's mm-hmm. no way they can even tend to Everyone. all of the... They, you can't. You, right. you, you have a staff of 50 yeah. worldwide, and you have 1,000 or, tw- or 2,500 yeah. or 3,000 songwriters right. mm-hmm. signed. So, so are you saying that if you are going to sign with a publisher, it's a good idea to sign with people that... That are gonna support you, basically. Right. You know I mean, that people I mean, are gonna be there. And that's an advantage. Not only that. I mean, but, but here's the thing too. Like, not to cut everyone off, mm-hmm. but if you don't sign and you wrote it and you wrote your record and you produced a record and you have your ASCAP and you have your BMI or whatever, then you own the record. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Where publishers come in, come come into uh, where, where they become beneficial is mechanicals. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because a lot of songs you make may not be a single. Right. But you, if you if you landed on the on the Kendrick Lamar album that just came out, and it's not a single, but that motherfucker sell three million. Mm-hmm. There's money there for you. Right. Yep. Right. Yes. This is where, and you know I might be giving up too much game, but fuck it. Nah, yeah. do it, nope. man. That's this what we do. This is where when you have conversations with publishers, you tell them, give me an admin deal. Because mm-hmm. yep. the, the the advance is just the. Candy. It's candy. Right, yeah. The candy. It's to grab It's you. like, yo, listen, I got 600000 for mm-hmm. you. you like, damn, I could do a, a lot, lot with 600000 right. Yeah. right? The admin deal is, you know, some in a lot of cases, no money. But yep. in some cases, very, very little money. Warner will do an admin deal. We'll give you $30,000 for admin deal. You know what I mean? If you, it depends on what kind of writer you are. You know, if you, if you have, you, 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 they, they may say we'll do nothing. You know what I mean? But an admin deal is they take 10%. Commission, because guess what? In a co-pub agreement, they're gonna take the admin commission any goddamn way. Max. All right. So Facts. when you do a co-pub agreement, you thinking, okay, cool, it's fifty percent of my publishing. Cool, that's all I'm paying. No, motherfucker, you're actually paying sixty percent because they're gonna take ten percent. Mm-hmm. They're gonna clear ten percent before they collect yep. on the fifty. Yep. All right. Wow. So you're already getting fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? In regards <laughs> to that. Yep. So if you if, if 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 you don't have the capacity to go collect in Berlin. Or go collect in Turkey, yep. territory, or go whatever, whatever. Is that's where they where they are beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's about what you need. Last night I was talking to a, a, a writer. His name is Caesar, mm-hmm. and he's fucking dope. He won you know a couple CSAC awards last year, and me and him were having a conversation. He hasn't done a publishing deal yet, and I said, "Yo, are you okay? Like, are you okay financially? Mm-hmm. Like, right. Are you paying your bills?" He was like, yeah. He said, I'm, I'm not balling, but I'm paying my bills. Okay, your bill's getting paid. I said, your bill's going to get paid for the rest of the year? Right. Right. He was like, yeah. I was like, don't you give him that publishing, boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you give him that fucking publishing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we don't, the problem with us, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that we want a ball. Right. Yep. Yeah. And they know that. And you want to get quick money too. They know, they know it. That. They know it. So they yep. say, okay, cool. You want a ball. We're going to give you 600 grand, man. But you yep. got to turn in, you know, eight 100% songs. Now let's break this down. <laughs> we do this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Eight 100% songs. Now, the language to the average person, like eight songs. Oh, I could do, man, I right. do. Could do eight songs. I could do eight songs. Hello, yeah. surprise. I do eight songs a week, motherfucker. You know, right. yeah. reality about to strike no, 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 real no, no, quick. No, 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 no. We're talking about 100% eight 100% songs. 100% songs. Okay, so one song is 100%. So if you and your boy do a record together and y'all decide to split that motherfucker 50-50, that's, that's a half a song, my nigga. That's 50%. Yep. All right? If you do a record with somebody and that motherfucker got a sample. Oh, you can forget about it. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> We're talking about percentages. We're not talking about eight songs. We're talking about percentages, okay? Yep. So, and guess what? They, they they throw this in there. It's not just 800% songs. It's 800% songs placed and Approved released. Approved by them. On a major. Approved by them. On and a hit. major. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it have to be a hit? It'll be placed. Placed. <laughs> And released <laughs> on a major yeah. label. Yeah. Yeah. So people. all this, so all this empire distribution shit. Right. That's not a major label to publishers. Yep. So my man who did fucking um, you know, Cool and Dre, who did uh, 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 all the way up. Yeah, all the way up. Which is a, a, a smash record. Exclusive, yeah. yeah. Right, smash record on empire distribution. Yeah. That's not a major label. Yep. Smash record that their publishers are making money on. Yep. Right. Uh, they can't quarterly. even turn that. They can't even turn that song in, because yeah. uh, unless Fat Joe say, "Okay, we're gonna put it on Atlantic." Okay, yeah. okay, well, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a major release then. Exactly. Empire is sitting around making a gang of money, yep. like like their majors, but they're not a fucking major. Right. Yep. So and, and the publisher says you that doesn't uh, it doesn't count. count. Doesn't count. The publisher say, but they're making the money though, <laughs> and they're they still co- they're collecting uh, the they're paper. Collecting. Right. But yeah. it said, "Well, hey, you know, Cool and Dre, thank you, man." We collecting this money, but that shit don't count. Yeah. Whoa, wait, yep. wait, wait. This shit's the biggest that's fucking unfair, rap record of the fucking right. year. Yep. Yeah, that's so unfair. The fuck are you talking about? Also, too, you let's I mean? say uh, let's say Drake is working on an album, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this thing, I think they call it an artist cap, or mm-hmm. whatever, one of those caps where, you know, pro-rate, the publisher, pro-rate. Pro-rate. Yeah, so yeah, pro- yeah. publisher would say, uh, let's you, say you produce six you records too many on Drake, songs, if Drake has, it'll cap at two yeah. or something. Well, no, what happens is, this is fucked up, it's fucked up. What happens is, in... The way that the law is written, the way that the record business works is anything past 12 songs becomes prorated. Yeah. So Drake puts out More Life. More Life has like 20 songs on yeah. mm-hmm. it. As a, the shit is prorated. So it doesn't, it doesn't really count as full songs. So if you... Let's say that I did a song for Drake and I owned 100 percent of it, right? Which would never happen because Drake actually writes. Yeah. But let's say I own 100 percent of it, and Drake puts 18 songs on the album. Now my shit gets prorated down. They're only collecting on maybe 80 percent or 75 percent of it. You know what I mean? Because the shit, it, it, it like it's like diluting. It like dilutes the product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They only want. It's not like how Thriller had eight songs and you get a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, eight songs on the, you know, like, so, like James Ingram wrote PYT. Right. Right? Thriller had nine songs on it. James Ingram was prepping to put out his solo album. Thriller came out so 40 million. <laughs> he made a check that he never thought he in his life he thought he would see in his life. Wow. 
James Ingram's solo app, solo career got put on hold for a couple of years. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he, he couldn't right. believe how much money he yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He had no right now. I need a couple years to think like, about I need how to much think money about what the crazy. fuck is going on. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. Yeah. I need a couple yeah. of years to count this about. money. And he wrote PYT. Like, it wasn't really, uh, uh, Mike didn't really want to do a video <laughs> to it because he wrote the original and Quincy changed it. So Mike was kind of salty about it. But PYT was a hit. And he's reing up when Good Life comes out, right. of course. Yes. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is, now, th- th- this is a business that young, that I didn't understand yeah. early on, but that young creatives really don't understand. Yeah. That's why, they, that's why giving the music away seems logical to them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's not fucking logical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually a terrible, terrible thing yeah. for, for you because you're giving away music in, in a model that doesn't, that doesn't benefit you. Yeah. yeah. The model only benefits motherfuckers that's selling it. So by putting it out, you're basically saying, yep, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And then to come back and try to make it right now, what's wild is, yeah. it's fucked up because what happens is these young creators are getting rich off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you know when it, it, it's like quantity over quality. Yeah. Right. So if I put sure. out 100 joints and something hits, it hits. Good. So it that's hits. what matters. Yeah. And then I can yeah. go DJ, I can go do yep. appearances, I can go mm-hmm. do music sells everything except itself. Right. That's you true. You know, go look at, you know, go you know, go pay attention to, you know, fucking, you know, some of these cats publishing statements. Yeah. You know, they're rich, but they're not getting rich off of the songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting rich off of the shit that's surrounding the songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Metro is a is, is is a culture. He's culturally relevant. He's a yeah. he's a cultural figure now. It's not necessarily yeah. the music that's making him rich. Yeah, it's the fact that he is this. He's a he's the guy. He's yeah. the right. yeah. go to. He's a, he's a culture. It's yeah. like if Young Killing Metro me. don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. That's what's making him rich. Yep, right, mm. exactly, exactly. That's and what's making see, him the cat. You see, know what I mean? we were talking about this last week, right? Yeah, like we were. How, how we were. was you know. Like you know, I think that's the goal of a lot of producers. I think it's to get to a point where they are the culture, right? Not for everyone, but most. Right. But I mean, do you think that should be the goal for every producer? Or? I mean, yeah and no. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like you know, our, our generation fucked it up. Right. You know, we're 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 the generation of the shiny suit producer dancing in the video. Right. Like we've. That's that's the generation I'm from. You right. know what I mean, and that's the reason why this generation exists. But back then, you know, like you know, like Puffy was getting like eighty thousand a track, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred thousand a track. Like you couldn't even talk to Puff Daddy for another hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. So where do yeah. you think the shift came from? Technology. Yeah. Yeah. Technology always technology always been the. The catalyst. The catalyst. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. agree with that. So that's I mean, because think about it. When, when let's let's talk. You know, super popular super producers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You have Timbaland, Swizz, cool. the Neptunes, right? And we'll we'll go to like early to mid two thousands, mm-hmm. right? And then there's this like gap of like, all right, those guys kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Who's kind of picking up the torch up like- in terms of like. Super producers, super producers that are in the forefront, yeah. who are public figures now. I think that ultimately the only uh, as far as black that might have been the cutoff point. Mm-hmm. I, I think as far as black music is concerned, our super producers now, now Mike Will is definitely one. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. for yep. sure. Metro is definitely one. Yep. Um, yep. And everybody else is kind of just kind of in another level. Kind of trying yeah. to get to that level. Right. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Yeah. I, I got, but, then, but let's talk about Mike Will. Mike yeah. Will is developing 
artist. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's, that's the difference. That's he difference. deserves the super producer role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Ray Schremmett is hot, and yeah. that's his shit. Yep. Yep. That's nobody else's. Nobody else can claim yep. that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it works. You know, Metro yeah. has, mm-hmm. be- has become a cultural thing because of the tag and because of Kanye. Really because of Kanye. Right. I'm, 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 I mean, they... You know, that took it to another level. Niggas might be mad at me for saying that. Yeah. But literally, I heard that tag a million times. I'm, I live in Atlanta. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that tag so many times on so many records. It did not matter. Until Kanye put it on Father Stretch. Yeah. Mm. I agree with that. Once, mm-hmm. I agree once with Kanye, that. I, I went to the Pablo show and yeah. he did Father Stretch. And when that shit, when the If Young Metro, and a whole crowd is like, yeah. Yeah. It is, it's, it's Kanye. I agree. It's Kanye. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. So, so agree. Metro has to really, really thank Kanye West for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I agree you know with I mean? that, man. That was so strategic. And Kanye only did it. To break designer, yeah. right? In the grand, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, you know. So I mean? both parties at, won. Yeah. So wow. that that's what makes Metro a super producer because that that you you he's bigger than his music at yeah. this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wanted to ask yeah. you a question. You mentioned Atlanta a lot, and I know you went to college there. Mm-hmm. You made the decision to go to college the there. Clock. Yeah. Was that because of music? Did you feel like that was the scene you wanted to be involved in? No, or? no. I, I moved to Atlanta because my my girlfriend at the time moved uh. to Atlanta. <laughs> you know, just to keep it all the way funky. Yeah. I was actually trying to move up here. New York. Time. You're talking about the 90s, wow. man. Like, right. Oh, if you were in New York a, 90s, come on. Yeah, you you talking about the 90s, baby. I'm talking about Bad Boy. I'm talking oh, yeah. about... You're you know right here. You gotta Jiggy. be in New York. I'm talking about Mace, Biggie. You know right, I mean? I'm, I'm looking at right. Stevie J and, you gotta be in and New Chucky York. Thompson and you know, I'm looking oh. at these cats like, I gotta go to New York. Yeah. I got to be a Bad Boy yeah. hitting me. Yeah. And what, what happened was, I mean, Atlanta was always an, op- an option because I always admired Jermaine and admired Organized Noise. Dallas Austin was always one of my favorites. Um, But... My best friend Robert at the time was he was coming up here, going to man school, new school, mm-hmm. and I talked to the dean about me coming to the new school at the time, and I was gonna I was gonna make the transition to New York, right? Um, but uh, this girl I was madly in love with at the time, graduating high school, she was like, "I'm going to Clark Atlanta," yeah. and I was like, "I'm going, I'm too. going with you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that, just that simple. No like, it's, like, yeah. it's not even, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just wow. to make it that simple. It was that. And, I, and because I knew Atlanta, I felt like Atlanta was a good uh, compromise. For was me. it yeah. easy for you yeah. to just get up and go? Because I think we talk about that a lot with yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah, I was thinking ready. outside the I was box. Ready. And I was ready. And just going. I was ready. Houston, it's a Houston, risk. You understand? I grew Hungry. up in Houston. Houston was very, but what I was trying to do at the time, with, Houston wasn't equipped for it. Mm. Right. You know, we only had two labels. In Houston, and rap a lot in Suave House, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I fit in any of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Rap a lot was very, very specific. There was it was, it was loonies, um, Scarface, Ghetto Boys, mm-hmm. Gangsta Nip, like you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Very, very specific. Um, Suave House was specific. Tila, Eight Ball, MJG, mm-hmm. very specific. Okay. Not, not really R and B. Nothing that I would mm-hmm. that I was into. Um, that I, that I feel like I could be a part of. Yeah. Right. Um, at the same time, you know, we we talk about the onset of the screw culture. Um, I grew up on the South Side, so mm. I grew up in the midst of all of that. You know right. what I mean? And I felt like I was kind of outside of the box with that. You know what I mean? Right. You know that was you know South Park and Third Ward and you know DJ Screw and Big Pokey and all them. They 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 Yates High School and and Sterling High School. Like they they had the shit on lock. You know, right. I, I here I am a guy who. 
a group on the southwest side, you know, which is kind of like the preppy side of the south side. Right. And um, 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 and I I went to Welsh Middle School, which was you know right around a corner from in Lake Safondrin and all these all these prominent neighborhoods, Frontenac and whatever, but also right up the street from. Village of Farno, which was the hood, mm. and Rapid Street from, mm. you know what I mean? Right. So we, it was, it, the dynamic was interesting. Right. And then I, then I go to Performing Arts High School, which is in the middle of downtown, in, in the middle of the Oh, gay- so you got a taste of everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. in the middle of downtown, in the middle of the gayest neighborhood in Houston. Montrose right. is actually where, you know, it's like Montrose, like Santa Monica, right. to, you know, or the village right. here, you right. know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so, um, Chelsea. I, or Chelsea, or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So for me, I, 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 I had all this these different things going on, these different ideas, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Different influences. Uh, And Houston was very, it's very diverse, you know what I mean? So all my friends that went to Former House High School, everybody's moving to New York. Everybody's moving away. You know what I mean? Nobody's staying at the crib. So I'm, I'm at the crib like, yo, I'm watching everybody go. I'm like, yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to get out of here. Because I'm I'm living with my mom on the Southwest side. So there's, there's still a, uh, you know, I'm st- I'm still home. Right. You know what I mean? Even I have all these different influences, but I'm at home. Right. Wow. And I'm still on my side of town. And it's Do you think still... that held you wow. back? That's being crazy. home and being on your side of town and not having like, you know, like a different environment around you? No, I just knew that at the time for what I was trying to do, Houston to wasn't the place for me. It wasn't the place. And I yeah. wasn't in a pl- I wasn't in a space where building was even possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Like relocation yeah. is so key, man. Uh, man, we already like went went a little over right, time. I already know. I But I really want to. Man, it's been. I mean, we haven't even got to the records, but ah. we'll, we'll we'll do another one maybe sometime in the future if, yeah. if you're down. And we but, got Blapper yeah. Crap. Yeah, no, we're gonna skip Blapper Crap today. Damn. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're skipping it. Oh. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Besoids. Yeah. But um, I want to I want to leave leave, leave leave them off with just um, like just one piece of advice, yeah. you know, for a the gem. producers. Another there's, gem. there's so many hungry producers, man, yes. and they really want it. They don't know what to expect. Yeah. They really want to make it, and they're passionate. What's that one little jewel, man? I think that, that you leave them. The main thing I gotta tell you, is, you know, everybody say, well, stay true to yourself." That's a real, it's <laughs> a real cliche kind of yeah. situation, but it's it's real. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, you know, understand that. that what you're getting into is a business. Yeah. These people aren't your friends. You know what I mean? That you you provide a talent. So mm-hmm. if somebody reaches out to you because you're talented, know that that's what the fuck it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like understand that. Okay, cool. He wants to do business with me. Let's do business. Mm-hmm. Now in the in the concept of doing business, understand where you are in the business though. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't come in asking all these wild demands and shit. Like you ain't proving yourself yet. Give it. Give yourself an, enough room to prove yourself. You know what I mean? I like that. But but always understand that it's business. Never take anything personal. Yeah. Never. You know what I mean? Never take it personal. It's not. A, it's, it's not. They're not taking it personal. Yeah. They're looking at you as a commodity. Right. So you look at them as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's real. That's real shit. That's yeah. Fucking yeah. jam right there. Yeah, that's real shit right there. <laughs> yes, that's yes. very true. You and I think the part about knowing where you stand. Yeah, because give yourself room to mm-hmm. prove yourself. One thing, one thing I always say when I tell people when I when I, when I got to Atlanta, and I started working with Noontime, mm-hmm. and the the contract came around, I knew that at, I knew what I was going to be, mm-hmm. but I knew at that point in time I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and I knew I needed an opportunity. So I had some people working with me at the time that I felt like was going to sabotage shit because they was trying to get some quick paper. Right. And I was like, yo, i I never forget this. I called Nooney. I was like, look, man, I don't know what they told you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you like this. I need the opportunity. Right. I know I'm not, I haven't proved myself yet. Give me an opportunity to prove myself. All I ask you is don't put on a long-ass contract. You know, I'll do three or four years. You know, give me some money to live. Right. And we'll figure the shit out. We'll figure everything else out as we go. You right. know what I mean? Right. And we did. And it worked. And it worked. You know what I'm saying? So, because I knew, looking in the mirror, I, I knew, like, I got, I have a little more to learn. Right. Before mm-hmm. I can even think about demanding. And my thing is, right. let me learn it with these cats. So, when I get there, we... Can go get that bread. Yeah, get that continue bag. to break bread. And I think that's all. That it's, that's one of the main things that you have to focus on too is just yeah. having patience and yeah. waiting to be ready and yeah. for it to be your time, kind of. Because I exactly. think like nowadays, a lot of people see whether it be artists or producers have success quick, right. and then a lot of people think to themselves like, "Why isn't that me?" Like, no, I'm listen. Exactly. Everybody who. People think I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of young producers talk about the people coming up like mm-hmm. Southside and yeah. um, um, Fuse and 808 Mafia yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and Sunny yeah. and Metro mm-hmm. and, and I hear people talking about they came overnight. No, I've been knowing them cats. Yeah, they've been. They were been kids. No, they were kids, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. these they, they were kids running around Atlanta with beats, and people were shitting on these kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We're talking about ten years. Yeah, them kids worked. Hard, yeah. yep. you know what I mean. Yep. That's why I always give it up to them. Everybody, well, gosh, why you giving? I get. True. I yeah. was there. Yeah, they they, they were kids, and these yeah. dudes really now they're running the business. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to, you got to respect that shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know I say I mean? the same thing about the uh, the Toronto scene too. Yeah, for it's sure. just you, these guys were were grinding for a long time. Oh my god, it's crazy. Forty. I I met forty twelve years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. I signed a, 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 a writer named Aeon Clark. He mm-hmm. used to go by Voice Alexander. Mm-hmm. And I met 40 through Aeon. Wow. And this was 12 years ago. And they was on the Super come up. Right this is right when Drake was yep. trying to figure the shit out and Jazz just found them and all that. And that's a whole other story because I know Jazz and I know Jay Prince. I'm, I'm from Houston, so yeah. I know all them. Right. And they Jazz was committed. You know what I mean? And 40, I knew 40 back then. Yeah. And he was dope as fuck back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to see them doing what they're doing right now, it, it yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But people got to realize that shit is not overnight. This shit is not overnight. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson here is it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we always say it's a 10-year yeah. overnight success. success. That's what yeah. my mom ten said. It's a 10-year overnight Fact. success, guys. What is it they say? Facts. It's like 10,000 hours you got to yeah. like, Come on, After man. you do 10,000, you do another 10,000. Put that 10, work 000. in. Put Facts. that work in. Yeah. Well, Brian Michael Cox, man, this has been an honor, man. A lot of jewels today. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us Thank here on Black Chat, yeah. man. We need him yeah. back, man. We have so yeah, much more. Oh, my God. God. We, we need to get so into it. As y'all can tell, man, I love to talk. Uh, y'all, give me some, y'all give me some whiskey. We're going to talk oh, shit. Let's go. It's all let's, good. Let's give a round of applause for hey. Brian Michael Cox. Hey. Thank you so much, brother. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Black Chat. Yeah, let's go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Later. We are out of here. Peace. You know.